What up, my glib globs? In the words of the hit series Rick and Morty, welcome to another episode of A Tale of Dice, where we are once again gathered across Discord to play the beautiful game of Pathfinder. Not one, but two. They have learned of the mistakes of one, and they have also learned how they can make money in similar ways that Wizards of the Coast date with 5th edition D&D. And they have updated a lot of their art and stuffs, so it's all now nice and neat. So we can play Pathfinder 2nd Edition! It's gonna be fun. What up? What's yeah. the glob? That's from Adventure Time. Glip Globs. Wasn't that? No, uh, the Glip Globs are from... Uh... Glip Globs is yeah. Adventure Time. Let's get Swifty as Rick and Morty. But also, what the glob? What the glob? Glip Globs, I think... No, that is Rick and Morty. What the glob is I think is they say the Rick and Morty, time. right? What up, yeah, the yeah. Glip Globs? That's, uh... That's right about this. Yeah. <laughs> At least we're not fight. fighting about who's the tank. Wait, who is the tank, me. though? I am the Stop. tank. <laughs> Stop. Stop! I'm the fucking tank, okay? No, you're the daddy. You're taking all the taking damage, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> A fucking emotional damage from all this sort of shit. <laughs> but, wait, 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 no. wait, 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 wait. Two damage. <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait, emo well, emo yeah, emotional damage is in the heart. Emotional damage is in the heart. <laughs> no, uh, but first, Nidaigo, thank you so much for your uh, continued support and your 15-month subscription to this beautiful channel. Your money what? goes towards uh, multiple things, among other things, uh, ways for me to make battle maps for uh, the game. That's a nice game, but um, we have some nice software that we can use for that uh, in, in the future. So that's something that you know now. And... Last week we already said it, but because we've passed the 300 follower mark, we now also have some new options uh, for you to use your llama points on. Uh, basically to simply add things to the story, which will change over time. For now, you can uh, pay 2,000, because basically when someone buys this sort of stuff with llama points, that will be the entire session. So uh, it is something worthwhile but also something very expensive for those reasons yeah once um, we once we get to our you know our projected amount of viewers which is roughly five thousand per session we'll be upping the cost but up until then two thousand llama points but for now you can uh, indeed uh I, I think it's like three sessions was the um, was the idea if you are someone that doesn't really want to get all deep involved in the session and just wants to uh, watch along this might be a nice place for you to spend your llama points because you can spend up to, to uh, well, save up to 2,000 llama points and then just change the story. For now, we have a couple of things. Uh, first off, loot crates because stuff is fun. So you can buy a loot crate with randomized level appropriate loot for our party. Um, you can buy combat because the uh, fish-like scum always are lurking nearby. And if you say, fuck it, I want them to die, you can just push that button and let them be raided by scum. Doesn't matter where they are, where we are in the story, you decide as a viewer. And a set of five very specific um, character appropriate story beads um, because, well, all of them have also uh, gotten backstories and different things that they would like to see through. So if you have a favorite character or someone that you would like to know a little bit better, you can also spend your llama points there. But for now, scum rate me, daddy. Give me that XP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it can always be done. It can always be done. 
And um, just to reiterate, because 2000 Llama points is 10 hours of view time or something along those lines, if you wish to brute force that sort of stuff, when you pay us money and share a, a thousand bits or more, you just get a free pass to just decide what the story is going to be. So if you feel the need to bypass the time constraints, you can also just bypass it with money, like a lot of things in life, actually. Pay of dice, I went pay to win. Yeah. Pay, to, pay, to, pay to have story. Pay to story. <laughs> it's like jail, know. but better. <laughs> it's like gambling, but you get what you paid for. Um, <laughs> next to that, we are missing Maxime today because he apparently loves his mother more than he does us. Yeah, I know, it's ridiculous. How dare he? Happy Mother's Day, all. Also, happy not a Mother's Day if you're not a parent. Happy not a uterus day, baby. Or, wait, that might uterus, be a loaded, but not a... loaded congratulations <laughs> because yeah. medical reasons. But I'm, I'm... yeah, hap happy day to mothers and not mothers out there. Do you hear that? Well, basically, then I think I think it's a wild Karen running towards this the... stream to complain about what you had just. Oh, said. sweet! Another viewer. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's let's dodge her. Shall we play a game? <laughs> And we are back. So, to jump back into our game, with a little bit of music. Do we have music? There we go. Last we left off, our heroes, known as the Pack, had uncovered a sinister plot in the vast city of Farwater, where seemingly a Aboleth, a mind-controlling fish monster, has taken root somewhere within the confines of the city to shepherd different people of interest into seducing them to follow dark powers. Dark powers that are slowly increasing their own might, but in so doing also increasing a magical plague throughout the confines of the city. As the heroes that they are, or for monetary gain or for power themselves, our heroes have set out to, one by one, get rid of the different people that are influenced by this dark shepherd, this Aboleth fish monster, to then afterwards take the fight to it, and once and for all rid the city of this dark influence. While this is a sizable foe, the different people that are aiding you have confidence that you, as a group of heroes, can get this job done, together with a little bit of aid, of course. Aid that has come from different weird places, among others, where food... Where, where food? Where yeah, Ave getting fed, not me. Oh. Why use many words when less do trick? Dean said I lost the game, so obviously I hate him. And he fed me to make it up. This is this is how most of my uh, platonic and non-platonic relationships work. <laughs> Get food to be happy. Exactly. 
So I mean, I do believe that in the subscription, the description, it says, um, "Ape loves food, or loves love, and love is food is basically the same." So hmm. whoever made that clearly knows me. Mm-hmm. So where was I? Unlikely allies in the form of Lyra Dracos, one of these individuals that got enthralled by these dark powers, but also is trying to get rid of them. She is now sailing with all of you on a small vessel towards your next target, Dante Corsell, a lieutenant within the local guards known as the Silver Sentinels, who apparently was the one that had thwarted the efforts of the guard into combating this disease. The one that seemingly is deep in league with these dark powers and therefore needs to be dealt with. You are now coming up under the cover of night towards the Arisen Isle, a small island off the coast of Farwater, this vast city, which in times previous actually got risen out of the underlying waters as a bastion of silver sentinel might to make it easier to guard the uh, surrounding coastal areas of the city. Here, a small fortress rests at the end of it where you believe Dante Corsell to be. Another ally of yours, the actual guard captain, the one that is in charge of the entire guard regiment of the city of Farwater, has given you a little bit of help in the form of a impromptu military exercise, a drill if you will, where most of the vessels of the Arisen Isle are now um, basically just out on the waters doing a sweep of the surrounding areas as a training exercise. Meaning that your target is now way, way less guarded than it would normally be. You've also gathered different supplies in the form of disguises as multiple of you now are clothed in the drab of the Silver Sentinels themselves. And as you have commandeered this small vessel, you now come upon the southern side of the island where a small harbor is situated. As you begin to sail towards the entrance of this harbor, different wooden piers stretched out until a stone fundament with a couple of small buildings on top of it stretches out in front of you. Here you see in the distance one of the remaining Silver Sentinel guards that are still on this island slowly walk up the pier with a uh, pole with torchlight on top of it. What would you guys like to do? So, if everyone's okay with it, um, there's a little talk I'd like to have. Um, so as as we're slowly approaching the aisle, Trush takes a moment of uh, respite as he sits down, leans against the side of the the side of the edge of the boat next to Lyra. Kind of just weighing down uh, his lower back against the thin wooden sides as tension fills the air. We're all very much nervous about our approach to this fortress island. Um, and he looks over to her. So... How did you end up with the Cerulean Circle, then? What's your, uh... What's your story? 
Go ahead and make a diplomacy check. <laughs> Uh, it's not that high. That's an 18. 18. Well, as she has a plus 8 on perception, that would be the DC that you need to beat for her to get talking, I guess. Wow. So okay. with that, she, she lies out, uh, lets out a um, little bit of a sigh and just goes, ah, well, I guess talking might help in lessening these nerves a bit. What can I say? The Dracos family was always inclined with the Cerulean Circle, and it was means that my family possessed. Why not thread into the, shall we say, family business? Didn't actually think they would send me out as far as Farwater, though. My actual home is all the way on the Free Broken Isles, where the rest of my people reside. That is... that is far away. Roughly the width of the continent, no? Indeed. Although, as it is the same height, the temperature isn't really that much different. The climate, I mean. But the to be people, honest, though. Indeed. Quite a little bit of a um, strange way the people of Farwather converse with each other. But with a little bit of effort, you can. Uh, quickly learn how to adapt, I would say. Although I have to be honest, did always see myself leave the Cerulean Circle at some point. Didn't actually think it was under these circumstances, however. Are you afraid you're going to be hunted? For what? For leaving an establishment? For quitting my job? Or because you will tell them what had happened? I... I don't think I will. Then it seems I have no reason to be hunted. Fair. She, she does look in your direction with a, like, scanning stare. See if she can uh, read anything from your demeanor. So Tarush remains entirely... You know, casual about it. How... How did it happen? What was your first contact with this, uh... The Shepherd? A dream. It seems to... be able to strengthen its contacts when we are dreaming which makes sense with the information that your benefactor, the High Host, told us. I can tell you, I can share with you this much as information. As an enchantress, I have learned to manipulate the minds of myself and of others. That's my field of expertise, after all. And I can tell you, when we are subconscious, the mind alters. In some ways, it becomes more resilient. In other ways, not so much. Certain higher powered spells of my profession actually require the different targets to be asleep in order to work. I would reckon that this creature operates on a 
similar sort of level. Not a god, simply a powerful spellcaster. Is your theory then? Not a god. We have already learned what the culprit is, no? Nothing but a fish. Very well. You make a good point then. Tell me though. As someone, Darush, that can also has knowledge of the fear spell. While hubris is a very dangerous thing, to be afraid can be just as dangerous in an encounter. If this creature can actually toy with our minds, if the time so comes, our, shall I say, hubris might actually be a weapon in our advantage. I like to stay positive during these sorts of circumstances. Then I am sure I'll be invulnerable to its efforts. <laughs> Let's hope you are resilient as your ego. And she just nudges you with her staff for a moment. Is that not what hubris is? Do, do you miss your friends, your family, the Free Broken Isles? I've never been. I don't know the culture. I don't know your, uh, your people. I'm easy to be around. My looks surely help me in that department. Do they? I can make allies and friends in many different circumstances. I guess you're... I guess you're pretty, yeah. I guess the thing that vexes me most is to be tied down. Be it by the Cerulean Circle, by these circumstances that I find myself in, or by people. I hear you. But what about you, Tarush? Well... What has brought you towards the Cerulean Circle? Edan Silvis, after all. Even I have learned that name. You have? I do. But well, the rest of you learned of this as well. Truce looks over to the rest. I, uh, I've not shared the intricacies. Is, is it important? You tell me, she says, as she turns towards Tarush. It's a name that, uh, that holds a lot more metaphorical weight than it does practical. So it's not that good. Define good morally. It doesn't sound good. Practically, financially. I, words, yes, you go. Yes, three words you don't get, fair enough. <laughs> but it sounds um, not not really uh, that, that's nice to have. It's complicated, but it works in my advantage in most mundane situations, yes. <laughs> but it is not only a name that carries with it weight, does it not? Doesn't the House of Dunsilvis have a rich history as well? 
Pun intended, Lyra. Uh, silver dragons, the silver part, has certain implications as to our state's ownership of certain mines. And industries. But mostly the name goes back to the founding days of the Empire. My predecessors, we were one of the first families, one of the first, well, local lords, later counts, barons, dukes, to support the first emperor. We were rewarded. And as such, our name is still held in high esteem. One of the reasons the Empire could fund their conquest of the entire continent was because of the silver and gold mines that they possessed within the Gilded Ridges. I believe that the Dan Silva's family still holds one of the secrets into making all of our currencies, do they not? A simple but hard to counterfeit piece of enchantment magic that is laid upon every single silver piece that they create. Making well, sure that the Empire keeps a monopoly of all commerce, in a sense. If you believe the conspiracy theories that make their way from higher eyes all the way out to the wild growth and all the way up to the mountainside, to the frozen mountainsides, we might even be able to transmute stone to silver. I, uh... I'm afraid I can't say much, but... There are some things involved in coin making, yes. It's, so you uh, can make money. Why aren't you paying everything we do, then? I... A just question, Olam. Were it within my power, Olam, I provide you with the with the vast, most vast chambers to sleep in, the grandest beds, and a horde of consorts to fulfill your every need. Unfortunately, until until I am truly given my heritage, it lies not within my power. It's too bad. Too bad indeed. But that doesn't tell us why a silver dragon would join the Cerulean Circle. And to be perfectly frank, the work that you are doing right now doesn't really seem all that aligned with the Cerulean Circle. Does it? It's... it's questionable. But, in the end, I've been given the leniency to, to move within certain boundaries and to change the, to change the exact scope of my work as far as I deem necessary. Hmm. Uh, you worked in this region. Are you familiar with Irem? I am. Well, that ugly bastard is my uncle. And as such, 
I have a certain amount of leniency. Oh, yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, I hate him, and upon the first chance I get, I will make sure that everyone from this side of the continent to the other, maybe perhaps even another continent, will know how much of a bastard he is. But until that time, he... When someone hates you that much, and everything you do is wrong, how much more wrong can you do? Hmm? <laughs> so it seems then, as he is your uncle, that you were also roped into the Cerulean Circle by your family then. But tell me, doesn't your family offer other places? In finance, in commerce? What has drawn you towards this place and this man out of all? You weren't drawn here, were you, Jerush? You were forced into this position in some sort of way. Jerush uh, gets up. Oh. Anyone want another drink? No, no, I don't think so. We are getting close to the Arisen Isle. Lyra stands up. A pleasure, though. And, uh, any. Tarush leans in a bit closer. And Olam leaves. And Olam, Olam jumps out of the ship. Is out. Oh. And back. And she's back. There we go. <laughs> Welcome back. Tarush leans in to Lyra. Gives a little nod. As he inhales a bit, catches a whiff of her terrifyingly allure scent, alluring scent. Well done. And he walks off, uh, slightly defeated. She has, like, a little bit of a sly grin. It does seem that she enjoys these subtle but mental games with you. Alright. So, as all of you come up towards the Arisen Isle, this solitary guardsman still walks up behind him you see one simple stone house with uh, like blue and silver uh, sorry blue and gray stonework in the uh, attire of the silver sentinels you do see however that from like the dock house um, there is coming a little bit of uh, firelight uh, so you could deduce that while this person is walking here alone it is possible that there might be people inside the house, although from this distance you can't actually see inside. And you wonder if they can actually see a lot outside. Because it is, well, very dark outside and they have lights on inside, so normally that doesn't really work as well to see. This man begins to walk forward, this long torch pole in his right hand, his left hand on a long sword that he has sheathed, not as much holding it, uh, his hand there to uh, like in a defensive position, but more so to just like keep it in a nice place while he is walking forward, not have it like slap him on the side of his leg. You can hear even hear the wrinkling of his chainmail armor, polished as to uh, try and mimic the silver that their name entails. Um, with a simple, like, white and gray tabard over it. 
he walks forward, middle-aged man, a uh, little bit of a scruffy beard, a um, little bit of a belly that is being like pushing through. Although he does carry with him some uh, some muscle as well uh, underneath all of that, um, well decadent fat, if you can call it. He steps forward, pushes out the torchlight a little bit to illuminate whatever the hell you are right now, and just goes, who goes there? When? Get on the ground. Edge, get ready to push. Hello? Push what? You'll see. Uh, on the ground, crow. Before okay, the light I get hits on the ground. Up. Okay, I get. On, I go down on the ground and just uh, announce, uh, in uh, as an official manner as I can. Uh, we are the guard. We have caught a couple of, uh, we believe, our pirates or smugglers. Not sure whether which one of the two. They had they had contraband. We confiscated and we are now delivering them for the hole. All right, go ahead and make a decision. In, in that case, I won't tell him to get on the ground if he's going to yeah. do the speech. I'm sorry, Vincent. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Ground, ground, so. right? I was like, get on the ground. Yes, we have come here with smugglers. Crone <laughs> lays down seductively and Woe goes, well, hello there. We in that case, Tarush, in that case let's, let's rewind. Tarush gets on the ground and pretends to be a prisoner. <laughs> No, no, guys. No, you're not a prisoner. There were two prisoners. Olam and Edge were prisoners. Yeah. Charlie. Right. Charlie was messed up. Was the whole deal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally forgot this. So let's reiterate our plans for um, our viewers. I can still pretend to be a cat. Okay, so, so Jack, Crowen, and Tarush were pretending to be silver sentinels who had captured two smugglers, specifically Olam and Edge. And Lyra, yeah. sorry. And Lyra. Lyra is also in the uh, the yeah, outfit of the silver. And sentinels. the smugglers were going to be Olam and Edge because we were pretend, we were hoping, we were banking on racism, and mm. uh, we had acquired right. I remember now we had acquired four silver sentinel uniforms, which all of all four of us are wearing right now. Yeah. Right. My bad. Right. <laughs> we got the. I was like, what do you want to be on the ground? I was <laughs> honestly, I was still kind of pondering on Lyra being such a like a. Pinpointy bitch to me. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean you still and used to that by now, though. Like, no. During this, during this conversation, Tarush, uh, you do you did realize a couple of things, namely, well, Lyra is still in like a disadvantageous position because, as she clearly made, like you you can just report her and make her life a whole lot harder. So why do you think she might want to have some, like? pressure points on you guys she is, she is not she is not your your friend oh, by, oh i'm not blaming her i'm not blaming her i'm, I'm just not. saying both yeah. me and my character are are kind of you know um, yeah but you could you could read why she was doing this fair like is what i'm saying um all right so uh Crone, with those words you announce yourself as guard capturing uh who have captured these two well fiendish and feral beings so go ahead and make me a deception check. Do I get a bonus for being actually being a guard and you know knowing how this portion goes? No, you you are not getting any min points well, because of it. Oh, fair. Well, well, well. Vincent is rolling. Daddy, check the chat for a nice little compliment. Oh God, was it? You know, date right now. I wasn't planning on watching. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Munra. 
I like how I made it so that the guy with free on deception decides to make the, the check. Okay, 13, always, let's go. Always happy to make people thirsty. So, I'm, yeah, no, 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 but I, it, it makes sense. Whenever I have sex, I put on our stream, but, like, I, I loop the parts where Vouter talks a lot. Which yeah. is basically the entire show. It does not make it on my fine. All right, so... 13 on the check. 13. The guard doesn't really seem all that convinced by your words and takes a couple of steps forward, the torchlight still, like, pointing out in your general direction right now. The sailing vessel is slowly turning into the harbor. You are like 20, 30 feet away from him and just goes, smugglers, at this okay. time, All right. this vessel, what What the hell, what happened? Crowen, and I push, I push our insignia, the little thing we have showing our authority into his hand. Try to be a little less nice. And I push him forward, almost kind, kind of like pushing him off the boat towards the side. So he's like, I, I, I want to kind of almost push him onto the shore, like run into the guard here. Okay. I, uh, I basically go, um, listen, it's late. I can give you the whole story, but basically it's Ill people who weren't supposed to be here. We're here. We arrested them. They're now going to the hold. You're going to give me some trouble. Or you're going to just do your job. As you pull up the insignia, uh, do you jump on the pier as you say uh, this? No, I just, I, if, if the insignia, if, if I can show the insignia close enough. Yeah, but so it's, it's, it's like it. night. He only has the torch. I'm, Honestly, I would jump up there, Crowen. And for intimidating effect, like get in his fucking face. Don't tell me how to intimidate. <laughs> I just don't want to get out of the ship no? before. Okay. Before the guard lets it happen. So That's yeah. Fair. Go ahead and make an intimidation check. Can I Whoa. can I aid Crowen by shouting some stuff from below deck? Like, get your fucking hands off me! Sure, go ahead and make a deception check as well, as an aid to Crowen. How, how many decks do we have? Does this, whatever you uh, prefer. Does this uh, my boat deception have below is deck? way higher, so I'm gonna go for that. Not not to doubt Ave, but just for more information, does this boat have below deck, or is this like a one level uh, like, boat? Like a small below deck area. All okay. Let's have a below deck. Oh oh! Natural twenty for Ooh. a total of twenty nine. Nice. All right. So Crone, you have a plus two on your intimidation. Okay, that's a twenty one then. 21. And as, like, the guard takes a couple of steps forward, um, I do have to check real quick. Uh, let's see here. Because you didn't make the uh, the first skill yeah, check. check. Um, the target doesn't believe your lion gains a plus four circumstance bonus. Ah, his DC is 22 now. So with the 21, it's just not enough. And he just... Well, that might be, but I also have my orders. Look, it's all well and good that you found these fuckers during the actual training exercise. Since when do these training exercises actually turn up anything? But still, we have procedure to go through. So, Stay the boat. Who are you? Stay the boat. Hold. Hold on. Uh, yeah. So, Tarush, um, frustrated walks over, jumps on the pier. And who are you? I am... I'm in charge of this little uh, ragtag band. And you are right. We are in a bit of a training exercise here. Look, um, 
What's your name? David. David. What's yours? Um, Blake. Pleased to meet you. Uh, look, and I put my arm around on his shoulder, or my hand on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. Look, um, we're here under some very specific orders from our good friend uh, Dante Corsell. And I take him aside. I kind of like I'm, I'm trying to keep this hushed as I take him like to the side of the pier, kind of near to the boat, nearer to the boat, nearer to the water. And could you um, mute yourself, uh, Vincent. Huh? Not talking. Could you mute yourself? Ah, damn. Yeah, with the the, the coming. Sorry, through. sorry, my bad. Yours. I take us nearer to the boat. Look. Um. We're not really supposed to talk about this, but Dante told me to give this to whomever we needed. And I hold out, like, I hold out this tiny little leather bag. Go ahead and make a deception check. It's... Well, he doesn't know, but... Yeah, but like for, for the whole ordeal... Like I know, I know, no, but to... I'm telling you, there's a single silver coin in it. Oh, okay. Uh, 16 plus 9 is 25. 25, all right. He grabs the bag. No, or... no, I hold it back, and I take... I, I, like, I try to nudge him closer towards the boat. Look, private. Towards the water. Lake. I don't Not know private. what's going on here. Private. Do I seem like a private to you? He looks at the guard uniform that you are wearing. Yes. I know, but do I look like a private to you? And I give him another closer nudge towards the side, and I hold out the bag as we're on the edge. Take a look. Like at the bag, or? Yeah, I hold it out to him now as we're on the side of the pier. I guess the pole like rests its against his shoulder. There's over like here. a there's a little there's a tight little knot in it. He's gonna need two hands. Yeah, so so he like he rests the pole on his yeah. one shoulder, then gets the bag from you, and he begins to I push. untie it. <laughs> Very well. So you're, you're trying to push him into the boat? I'm gonna well, like the boat is like roughly a meter away from the water. Either I hope you he just falls to... into the water or he breaks his neck as he falls face first into the like side to... of the boat. Remind Terus that we had Lyra who could charm someone to just do what we the fuck we want. Lyra yeah, but... is standing at the ready with her staff. Yeah, but the charm, I like the charm we have one or two uses of. Deception, infinite. So I, I would say something about not killing innocent people as well, eh? The captain, remember? Remember that one? Remember that one, Terus? I conveniently forgot. <laughs> He's not right. innocent, it's fine. So go ahead, go ahead and make an athletics check as you try to shove this person. I'm not in my armor, so my athletics is higher than usual. <laughs> it's a natural 19 for a oh, 21. Snap. All right, so yeah, oh, that's a yeah, uh, 21. 21? Yeah. Okay, so it's not a critical success, but it is a success nonetheless. All right, so as you uh, shove him, you push him. Okay, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to, because this succeeds, so yeah. is, are you trying to push him in the water? Or are you trying to, like, let him fall with his head on the railing of the ship and try to, like, break his neck or knock him out? 
knock him out or break his neck. I mean, Tarush is right. not, he's not skilled enough to really know how to go for the difference. I don't want to pretend like Tarush is some martial type character, but he pushes him in a way that's going to seriously hurt this guy for better yeah. or worse. Okay, so this is going to be, uh, you know what? You you roll it in, uh, in chat. Go ahead and make his reflex save. D20 uh, plus five. I, I'll do the D20. You add yeah. the five gives us a 12 12 all right 12 will not be enough so let's let's give you all ah no no way that's 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 not going to work out he's he's not going to just like be knocked out completely you know what i'll i'll give you a chance i'll give you a chance i'm going to roll because he has 20 hit points i will say for the uh, sake of theatrics um this is just going to be uh like because he is completely caught off guard as a guard who would have thunk um so if if i roll 20 or higher then he's basically just knocked out completely and otherwise at least you will have done a hefty chunk of damage to his head and dazed him and he, and he so falls in the water i guess and he falls in the water yeah okay so that's only seven so you do what the fuck <laughs> You can hear him like grunt for a moment before him and his chainmail <laughs> splash in the water. Um, at this moment, I would like all of you to uh, go ahead and make perception checks as basically your initiative order to see how you will act during all of this, including can, that guy. Can uh, could we say combat wise? <laughs> I guess my athletics check would be my initiative, and I've already used one oh, action. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. You hear Lyra, like, as she pulls herself up from her current position, you can hear her say, like, so much for a stealthy approach. All right, so... You also hear Kroeng saying a couple of interesting swears from uh, his local... Uh, his local town. But a beard of motherfucking... All right, so Lyra has a 19. Our guard friend only has a 15. I also have a 15. All right. What's your um, perception bonus? Seven. Seven. All right. Then the the guard is first. I'm afraid. Olam Edge. Nine. Nine. Olam. Natural one. Natural one. And Tarus, your athletics check was a twenty-one. I twenty-one. Yeah. All right. Okay. So makes sense. You still have your other two actions left. You, as of this moment, you only see like bubbles coming from uh, the water. He hasn't risen back yet. So you can either try to you hold your action to do something or do some things while he is still underwater. Um, yeah, I guess the most obvious choice would be to use electric arc on him. Very well. So... Tarush just, as he falls down, I push my staff, the the top the top of my staff into the water where he falls in, barely reaching into there, holding onto my staff at the very base, as I say, and then electricity just bursts out into the water for two for barely a second of light as electricity moves through it. And he needs to make a reflex save. 
<laughs> Natural one. <laughs> nice. All right, Goodbye, so David. that is... You will be missed. Uh, double four, even. This is... I'm sorry, I'm serious. Double four plus four is 12. Double 24 damage. 24 points of damage. <laughs> and as, as you... electricity, is... <laughs> like there's just. Oh, sorry, yeah. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, there's just. <laughs> and then a moment of awkward silence. Was it lightning? Was it just a flash of light? Was it the torch that fell down? No one knows. Well, no one from a distance knows. Everyone on the boat knows. <laughs> but then. <laughs> but then, then the just. Body just... Then, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And float. And as the body floats, however, <laughs> for a moment, you guys are silent. And let's see here. For a moment, nothing. But then, from the building up in front, you can hear, David? What's going on down there? <laughs> so, so for the sake of this, um, I have no idea where this is going, so um, I will just move this over to our cute little battle map right over here. Um, so... All of you are basically somewhere around here. We have like the small ship in the harbor. So Tarush, you would be standing somewhere over there. The rest of you would be still out on the vessel. Alright. Uh, shit. Do I have a hero point yeah. before I make a wild attempt? No, uh... just then Lara sets off this. Cohen goes, Lara, do something! I think she, I think I she could she... imitate a voice, right? With illusion in disguise, she could probably... Illusory disguise is only a look and not yeah. even a specific person. Look, I can deal with this mess for all of you, but it will take one of my spells. Yeah, do it. Very well. I pick up the torch that David dropped, just holding it up to make it seem like there's someone standing there. Alright, so what happens then at this moment is that Lyra... Uh, begins to walk forward towards like the uh, the small house right over here, like right over there is the uh, is the door and main entrance. So she just stands uh, right over there. Is there anything because like um, we will say that as part of this preparation, she has given you a little bit of information on how her spells work. If they make their save, then hell might break loose. So is there any way, shape, or form that you guys would want to position yourselves or uh, prepare for what is to come? No, I, I, I say we all stay on the boat. I was actually... Yeah, now, hope that Lyra fixes it, yeah. I, I yeah, mean, I was going to try something, but we'll, we can bank it on Lyra. I'm fine with that. We trust, right. we trust her, or in her, I guess. Not, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry? <laughs> Not me. I don't trust Lyra one bit. I don't trust her. She gonna double cross us. And uh, for what it's worth, uh, someone's purchased the story beat. <gasps> oh snap! Seriously? Oh shit! All right. But we'll get to that after this encounter, I suppose. The the dude who wasn't gonna walk oh. because he's on a date. <laughs> oh. 
then it seems that we made the right things buyable with llama points. Alright, so, um, Lyra just steps forward to over there, and eventually you see the wooden door open up, and, like, with a crossbow in hand, like, just, like, uh, in, this, in the middle of it, like, not, not raised or anything, another figure exits the building. This one, uh, seemingly even a little bit older than the middle-aged man. This man with a, uh, full white beard, uh, helmet on, um... Also completely drabbed in the Silver Sentinel outfit, just steps outside and goes, David, what the... Who the hell are you? My name is Lyra. We are a new group of guards that just got here. And aren't you just so glad that we are here to assist you? And with those words... Um, let's see here. Okay... That is a 16 on the die for a total of 21 on the guard save. But I do believe... I think that's then... a success on the guard ah, side. Yeah, fuck. That's exactly uh, Lyra's um, spellcasting uh, DC. Okay. So there goes a charm spell. And the guard, let me just take a look what happens if you succeed. Let's see here. Yada, yada, yada. Success. Uh, okay, the target is unaffected, but thinks your spell was something harmless instead of charm. Well, yeah, sure. I might be very happy if we got some uh, actual people, but what the hell is going on? I, I, I scream. I scream, and I pretend to be David. Yeah. Um, so, Tarush... Where... <clears throat> We're all fine here. Uh, let them through. They're, they've got a couple of prisoners. Go ahead and make a deception check. And Tarush kind of coughs after that from straining his voice. That's a natural 13... 22. 22. Lyra is going to try and aid you with that. Which he succeeds with a... Oh, wait. I think that might actually be a critical success. Thing 19 on the die. Jesus. No, no, not a critical success. Um, so you do take a plus one. So that total comes to... Uh, what did I say? 13, 22, 23. 23, then. Nice. As Lyra says, yes, indeed, it seems that this training exercise actually did bear fruit, and we actually found a couple of smugglers. David is just making sure that everything is uh, taken care of. All right. I the wave the torch. That? What the hell was that sound? Sound like something dropped in the water. Do we need to get the equipment to carry something out again? No, prisoner tries to escape, but we got him. Another deception check on your part, please. <laughs> 21. Oh, good! <laughs> I screamed to assist him. Uh, I already screamed, he called it puta. 28. <laughs> Plus one for Vincent. The uh, other guard still standing in the entrance just goes, huh, suits them right. Don't dry them off. Let them shiver for a while. Let them learn that they don't fight us. Mm. All right, David, complete your round and come back inside, okay? Um, milady? Sir? The door closes. 
and this other guard, seemingly unaware of what has transpired, leaves you to your own devices. Okay. Uh, Dungeon Day, two questions. Speak. Um, <laughs> is the guard still alive, technically, or bleeding out? Or, and question, uh, question two, can I pull him out and maybe save him his life? All right, so um, for the sake of this, um, we'll just we'll just handle him like a normal character. So right now you see him like floating head first in the water, like only like dobbering around over there. So as this has transpired, what do you do? Uh, I'm gonna put him out of the water and ask Jack to uh, battle medicine him, uh, battle medicine him, so that. Well, at least make sure that he's stable, not dying, but still unconscious. Alright, so wanna... go ahead and make an athletics check to pull him out. That's uh, 8 on the die, but I'm pretty good at athletics, so maybe that's enough. Uh, plus 9, that is uh, 17. 17, alright, nothing too shabby. So as soon as this conversation is done and you can drop the facade of uh, being calm and stuff, you drop to the floor with one hand over the railing, grab the body at the belt of the outfit and uh, you pull him up. And as you do, you can already hear <coughs> coughing up a little bit of water uh, you can actually smell the burn marks that the electric arc left on his body, and if untreated, it seems that he is dying indeed. So Jack gets uh, towards him real quick and tries to do his battle medicine. So go ahead and make a check for uh, a Jack check. That's going to be a critical success because he has 18 plus 10, 28. All right. Seemingly, Jack, in his adventures with the rest of you, has learned that Tarush can uh, uh, do some hefty lightning damage, and he has learned how to treat these electric burn marks. He gets some salves out and, like... A lot of aloe vera. <laughs> a lot of aloe vera. Um, but it seems that this person is stable, um, for now. But that does beg the question, however, um, now that you are treated this person and you are basically just lying in there, he will wake up at some point. They will find out what's happened anyway when they wonder what the hell he's, he's doing staying in the realm, so... Yeah, but that's, like, who knows how many dozens of minutes that wins us. I am up and gagging. Yeah, exactly. Gag and tie, right? Yeah. All right. And while we're doing this, Cohen is going to address uh, uh, our dear Tarush a bit. Uh, Tarush? Uh, slight reminder of the parameters of our mission. We're not supposed to make any unnecessary casualties. He is all guards are presumed to be innocent until proven guilty. So, so please calm yourself a bit. I want to, but I did not see a uh, a proper alternative there to your yeah, uh, they, they were fumbling of words. It's just gestures to Lyra. <laughs> no, no, no. There system. was Lyra who could have charmed him. There was so many other options that before the violent ones could have gone. Could she? And I kind of take a moment of silence for everyone to remember how the other guards passed his save. Could she? I took initiative in a yeah, moment where we had to. No. Maybe you, next you took time. Initiative because you thought it was the best option. I understand that. I'm going to take an executive decision here and get, ask you to get at the back of the group and only act when I, we deem it necessary. 
because you are being rash right now. I do not like this on this, uh, on this kind of mission. I'm taking charge now. Edge is aroused. Perhaps Just a little bit. Perhaps when we lie, though, you don't take charge next. Uh, well, sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, Perhaps uh, when we lie, you don't take charge next. That's I like saved a because you fumbled, Crowen. That is your opinion, and I do believe you put us in just, just as well. But I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you. We have a job to do. So um, I'm going to go to Lyra and basically say good job, and uh, please do the talking from now on. Well, of course. Shall we continue then? Tarush gives a little knowing smile towards Lyra and a nod and then goes to the back of the ship. Edge. We are getting out of the ship at some point. Yeah. Um, Edge, while they were bickering with each other, something very peculiar seemingly happened on your part. As you are just waiting this out and let the boys just rough and tumble each other, as they have done so many times before, you feel Knox uh, climbing up on your shoulder. And at first, it doesn't really start as anything. Oh, dear. No, you do not get to have company during our stream. I am not expecting anything. I'm, I, it's probably for a neighbor, but I got to go check. Go, go, go. <laughs> this, is, this is this is the thing that Amura paid for. Is this is this a good moment maybe to take a break? <laughs> it's pretty early. We're not even through the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> we could take two. It, like I'll, I'll I'll wait a minute. If Ave is not back within a minute, then we'll uh, we'll we'll do the break right now. But <laughs> you can hear her talking to this. Yeah, no, I I muted Ave on my side. It's like oh, Ave. No. Your story's coming up. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Guess not. Oh boy. Oh man. Honestly though, honestly though, in character aside, that was beautiful what just happened. Yeah. Every part of it. That was amazing. I loved it. That was beautiful. I'm so happy I rolled well on that. I was like, please don't roll low. Please don't roll low. Please don't roll low. All my cool credit is gonna leave if this happens. <laughs> Sorry, unmuting you now. There we go, Eve. It was a former neighbor picking up some mail. <laughs> and did you have Someone... any? Yes. Oh, nice. That's why she was here, because I texted her a couple weeks ago that there was some mail for her here. God damn it. And she knew that you were streaming and still she chose no, to... No, she doesn't know that I'm streaming. I don't really talk to my neighbors that much. Why doesn't she know we're streaming? You should let everyone know, Ave. <laughs> so anyway... Shut up, Charlie. It's about me now. Edge. Yes. You feel Nox climb on your shoulder. So for a moment, you really don't pay it any mind. But then you do realize that his normally dainty furry feet do feel a little bit more hard. And his normal like soft fingers are now claws that dig into your shoulder a little bit as you gaze to the right and you see a small creature sitting there perched and it speaks to you it says so these are the couple of friends that you've been hanging out with 
as it lights up a pipe and begins to smoke on your shoulder. What you see here is a small, tiny-like figure, red-scaled with two bat-like wings, a small, shall we say, devilish face with like a pointed chin that almost mimics a goatee and two small horns. And it just puffs a little bit away. Hey, Edge, how you doing? Is it your mom? I'm sorry, have we met? Mm, no, not yet. But it's a pleasure, really. Likewise. With whom do I have the pleasure? Well, I'm not sure if we're getting to a first name basis just yet, but I do have to say that um, I did come here with a purpose. You see, the one that is paying me to do this sort of shit wants me to relay some information to you. Because I do believe that you yourself have also been looking into all of um, this, Bink, and it flicks at one of your large horns. Is that so? Well, you seem to know more about it than I do, so you tell me. What have I been looking into? Well, your past? That dream of yours? What it might mean? What it might entail? I can tell you. I already have a lot of answers on me. And my benefactor can funnel through even more. And what will that cost me? Now you're starting to understand. For now, will not cost you a lot. I just need to have a place to stay. Who's that little buddy over there? And he gazes towards Nox. You mean possessing him? Uh, possessing is such an ugly word. I call it having a roommate. Cohabitating. <laughs> he will hardly have to deal with me. 99% of the time, he won't even know that I'm there. But, if there might come some times that you wish to talk to the other residents of the establishment, you will know where I am. A small price to pay, right? I promise you, it doesn't hurt the little thing. And what do I call you if I want to talk to you? Do I call you Imp? Do I call you devil? Do I Let's call you fight? Let's just imp. start off with imp for now. Edge is gonna do a quick look around to see if anybody oh, can don't you worry, see the, the thing. <laughs> don't you worry, Edge. Like, even though you and I are not on a first name basis yet, that doesn't mean that I do not have a very special relationship with you. You are the only one that can see me right now. Although, this is getting distracting, and I do think that their bickering is ending up, so... Do we have a deal? Pulls the pipe from his hand... Uh, from his mouth, and outstretches a small, four-fingered 
impound. I take the pipe from him and I take a drag. I blow it in his face and I shake his hand. Pleasure doing business with you. And he shakes his ass and tail a little bit. And just for theatricality, he makes like a diving motion. And in so doing, he whiffs himself and goes into the body of Nox as a sort of possessive specter. As he goes in, Nox for but a moment flashes his eyes in the same devilish yellow with slitted pupils that you saw an imp. And then the eyes turn back to normal, but not before Nox says in common to you, I will have my pipe back though. And he pulls the pipe back, at which moment Nox shakes his head, his eyes turn normal, and just It is bien amiguito. I just want to make sure that he's okay, that he's not twitchy or scared or... No, like like a, a slight little bit of confusion running through him. All right, I'm going to put him on my shoulder. Okay, this was awesome. Oh my God, right. I love it. So, so Ramunra paid good bucks for this. So if you wish to... You, Ramunra. Uh, so if, if you have a little bit of a moment of privacy, you can talk to him. Oh my Yay. God. And they call, they call Olam morally ambiguous. And... <laughs> What? Bitch, what I'm a tiefling. I was never going to be the good one in the group. <laughs> Wait, that's racist, Ape. <laughs> I did not betray my monkey. The first sign that that imp is hurting Nox, I am doing a fucking exorcism. Which you, which you know baby, how to okay? do, of course. Not, I will find someone. I grew up in a monastery. I know about these things. She's screwing it's... the high host. I'm sure he knows someone. Yeah, exactly. So, there. Sorry. <laughs> so, Edge, uh, in so doing, your uh, familiar has gained uh, another, um, what do you call it, attribute, which yeah. is speech. Oh, oh, oh so but I can only now... talk to the imp, right? I can't talk to Nox. You, you can you can talk to, to Nox and the imp, but if you would so desire, the imp can come forward and take control of Nox and do all different kinds of deeds for you. Oh. You have now slowly started the path of getting an imp familiar, basically, if you would so desire. Like, that is one of the paths that now lies open to you. Hang on, where is the, where is the thing? I'll, I'm just gonna write it down real quick that I now yeah. have speech. Okay. Yeah. Good one. Oof. I'm actually sweating and my heart's palpitating. That was, that was, wow. <laughs> okay. And I mean, this is only the start of what Amunra paid for, of course. Like the, the actual conversation needs to be uh, be happening at a moment where you guys have a little bit more Oh yeah, time no, like hands. the first instance that I have by myself, I don't care if it's in a freaking toilet, I'm talking to the imp. Yeah, this is this is this is everything that Edge has been looking for for the That's past. That's what I call what, it too. Decade. Yeah. Talking to the imp. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna use that at work from now on. I'm gonna talk I'm to the imp for a second. To my imp. <laughs> you have an actual devil on your shoulder. If you hear me Edge. flushing twice, don't worry. <laughs> Well, I usually say that I'm going to go knit a brown sweater or something along those yeah. lines. So I'm going to talk to the imp. That's a 
That's almost as good as I'm going to go see a man about a wallaby. <laughs> so, yeah. As Tarush and Crowen end their conversation, and Crowen tells Lyra to do most of the talking, Lyra gazes over the rest of you. Now, also to you, Edge, as you snap out of what has just happened and uh, get back to the task at hand, so to say. And you begin to venture forth. So. As I've you... already completely forgot what the plan was. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we did have Very some in character. character. Very in character. Did we have some kind of uh, idea how, what the layout of the location was from yes. the captain? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I have just uh, moved the battle map to the other uh, location. So basically, where are you? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That was, that was wrong. Fucked it up. There we go. Unfucked it up. Yay. So if we can uh, can zoom in on the uh, the battle map once again uh, yeah. a little bit to have the island. So basically, uh, you guys have just left the uh, the most bottom southern side of the island, the harbor, and you can walk forward over the island on a uh, dirt path that slowly spirals upward as the rest of the island is lying a little bit higher. Um, in the middle, you find a, a couple of small buildings and a, a larger one, probably the uh, what you figure out to be like uh, larger barracks and uh, supply depots for the harbor and the rest of the vessels that the Risen Isle needs to uh, maintain and um, keep provisioned to do all of its uh, Silver Sentinel duties. With behind that, a small keep that rises out of the ground um, you don't really know the exact layout of the keep, um, but you do figure out that uh, Dante should probably be over there. Um, as you guys are at least making your way a little bit outside of the harbor, how do you guys want to go in? Do you guys want to go in stealthily? Do you guys want to go in like deceptive? Like you, you have like your prisoners in the middle. What's the uh, what's the idea? Well, the the idea was that we were going to be prisoners, right? I think we should stick to the plan as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, as long as the road towards the prison is the same as the road towards Dante, we're going to keep the charade. And when we deviate from the road, we're going to maybe switch disguises. All right. So um, then for the sake of this. Um, yeah. So we're not going to be stealthy. We're going to be deceptioning, Decept right? Yeah. So each and every one of you go ahead and make me a deception check real quick. Deceptive. Before we do that, um, I'm going to ask Crowen to headbutt me. Hmm. Again with the hurting yourself. <laughs> yeah, I gotta look like a prisoner. And if if someone looking like me is gonna be taken in as prisoner, then someone looking like me is probably gonna resist arrest. Wait, a wait, wait, wait. I mean, I am entirely. I mean, you can do it if you want revenge, but I think it would be good if at least one of us looks a little bit tanked up. I am all for hurting edge as much as possible but we can do we can do this a lot simpler and i tap down my staff and i cast prestidigitation which can be used for very small illusions or seasonings and i just were you know little small makeup illusions and such and i just like create some very slight blue and red spots um on edge's face and Again, on in Olam's fur. Mm -hmm. I will say to you, because the presentation cantrip is a very wide cantrip, under a close scrutinous eye, it will uh, immediately be revealed as an illusion. 
that sort of stuff. So, for example, like minor illusion as a cantrip is also something that you realize is an illusion. So if an actual yes, illusion cantrip is like can't deceive people, then this small addition of the uh, prestigitation cantrip must also. I mean, honestly, like the last situation. Well, I'll look at the rest. I figured that the point where we're under close scrutiny is the point where we drop the pretense, right? We'll see. So again, I cast in this time on Olam, where I basically like <laughs> little uh, patches of red smoke just kind of flow out over her face, just causing these like not quite blood-like clots in her fur. It right. it it's not pleasant, but it does the trick. Yeah. So for the sake of this, we will say that if. Uh, a guard eventually comes within a five feet square of you in the lighting, they will immediately realize that these are illusions. So just well, to make things clear to you. That bad? Like it's not even DC yeah, like, minus five? The, the minor illusion cantrip actually creates like a floating wobbling image. Ah, fair. And that's a cantrip that actually creates an illusion. So well, I'm more like, is... I can create seasonings. So, uh, did like, we already make a disguise check for those two uh, before on the previous session, by the way? Don't think so. We I remember we had something, the whole argument about the fur with uh, with Olam and... Uh... No, but like, if you if you actually want disguises and, and have like that sort of effect, then you need actual yeah. like level spells for that. We, we, okay. we, didn't, uh, we didn't actually create bloodied disguises for them, but if you want so to headbutt... beat up Edge or what? Like, if you want okay, to beat well, up Edge, though... In the face. <laughs> I, I punch her. I, I give. I give uh, Edge a bloody lip with basically a, a backhand slap from calm down. Crone gets his like magical hammer out. Truth. Truth. I have my staff. My yeah, bad. Yeah, no, but a torn lip is a good one because that shit will swell up quick. Mm. Truth. I'm not speaking from experience. Truth nods and says, "Yeah, actually, I prefer that. My bad." <laughs> Do you Crone. want to get one in while you have the uh, consent? Go ahead and make an attack roll for me. I Let's prefer straight well fight. Uh, he's talking to you, Vincent. Oh, uh, an attack check. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, an attack roll. Well, I, uh, I, can I just use my roll for deception? Because I just rolled natural 20 with the deception roll, so... Sure. You you are capable of, like, pinpointing the place where you hit edge. So you get, like, their, their face, you get your fist ready, and just go... And, uh, edge, not even a lot of pain, just, like, a small sting. And Crone looks at you, you look at Crone, you nod to each other. Good. Yep, done. Okay. So, I had a lot of fun doing that. Kind of aroused. <laughs> All right, so deception checks as you make your way across the island. Natural 20. I got a 12. Today's a good day. 29. Natural 20. Natural 20 for 29. 17 for me. 17. 13. 13. And Jack rolled. Not sure if you're talking right now. Vincent, yeah, you muted yourself halfway through your sentence. Jack, Jack is uh, Jack is rolling, and I I think he has an 11 plus. Let's see, I'm almost there. It's loading, it's loading. Uh, deception. Oh, 17. 
17. All right. So uh, Lyra has a, a 29 as well, but that is not a critical success. Um, uh, sorry, that was not a natural 20, excuse me. That is a critical success nonetheless. Okay, thank God. Um, all right, so we have two, four. Yeah, so it seems that Tarush and Lyra, um, together with Crowan, carry the rest of the group. So for the sake of this, you guys are just strutting through that uh, small supply depot in the large barracks. You see a couple of guys standing outside. One of them shouts something at you, but you, with a couple of words, also name-dropping David from before, uh, make sure that you guys can just pass this area without any uh, troubles or issues. This, however, does take you all the way towards the actual keep, um, where uh, things might go a little bit different as right now. Um, well, I don't know what your exact plans will be. You do see, however, that right now you see outside the keep another guard, arms crossed, head down, helmet almost falling off of his face as he is slowly snoring as he is porched himself against the entrance of the keep. And as you guys make your way towards this beautiful person, we will go ahead and take a little break. So yeah. Nice. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. This is, this is going like, no, I, I'll be honest. Um, I want to say this is going well, like it's going okay, but like we, we, we kind of expected no plan, right? We expected just improvisation. We expected, we're not sure we're going to encounter. We know the general layout. We know where Dante is and we're just kind of going to wing it. And I'm really happy with how we're doing. How about the it's rest of you? It's not a complete clusterfuck yet. No, we... Yeah, we which yeah. is better than most You're of our sure. missions up until this point. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, we, we mitigated all of our, you know, close calls. Yeah. Um, we didn't fuck up entirely. Like, every fuck up was fixed properly. And yeah, up until now. Up no. until up now. Up until now. But that's just Vouter being ominous. Let's not... <laughs> I mean, you you guys made it through a uh, lightly guarded harbor. Now you guys enter an actual keep into the belly of the beast. Yeah, yeah, but now there's the assumption we made it through the harbor, right? That's already a big thing. They're like, what, whenever someone comes oh, into a fortress, they're like, oh, you made it past tutorial. the harbor, the this must be fine. The start, Charlie. <laughs> this is this is yeah we've made it through the harbor but that was the easiest part by far because the harbor's empty because there's distraction going on now is the actual mission wait 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 wait, wait. does that mean i get to kill more people yes no no because we really supposed to keep the casuals low sorry edge was just immediately like yes fucking you know pigs kill the cops and then remembered Crow and was like, let's not kill too many people, you know, because we're working for one of these guys, Edge basically. Yeah, Edge saw Crow and screaming at Tarush, and Edge was like, oh shit, right. Edge Good was thing like, oh, I didn't man, make that mistake first. I thought this was going to be a fun night. We'll see what happens. We'll see if the theoretical shit hits the theoretical fan in 15 minutes as we return at 9.35 to all of you. Nice. Cheerios. Da, 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 da
Ta-ta! And we're back. So, to jump back into the beautiful game of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Last we left off, our heroes had begun their infiltration of the Arisen Isle. A bastion of military might off the shore of the vast city of Farwater, where somewhere their target Dante Corsell resides. One of the one of the different individuals who had been seduced by dark powers and is now wielding darkness and spreading a crystal plague throughout the city by doing so. Our heroes have already thwarted the guards that greeted them as you got into the harbor of the Arisen Isle. You have made your way through the long stretching road towards the Arisen Isle's keep and are now standing before said keep. Along the way, you even picked up another friend. As sent by some benefactor, a devilish imp has joined Edge on their journey. Seemingly someone sent here to make deals with Edge, share information about their past and heritage, but of course not without getting proper pay. The first payment being that of cheap rent, as this imp now resides within Edge's familiar the small monkey known as Nox, and is awaiting the time that Edge can converse with said imp to talk about things. Brought to you by none other than Amunra, because by the use of Llama Points you can now also just add different things to the story, including how Edge can further their own storyline and own backstory. So. With that being said, as you step forward, Tarush, Crowen, Jack, and Lyra, all clad in the armor sets or tabards or at least the visage of the Silver Sentinels, within the middle, Olam and Edge, bruised a little bit to show sign of resistance, as you, apparently, are different smugglers or at least people that need to be locked up in the brick here in this keep. As you take a couple of steps forward towards it, the keep dooms out in front of you. At the four corners, four large towers rise up. A quick scan of the keep itself would, um, as you look at the windows, would show that it has three stories. Let's see here. Yes, three different stories in the middle, and of course, up top also, uh, at the four towers, places for different arches to perch up and whatnot. Tarush. Are all of these love stories, or...? Uh. <laughs> what? Dane. <laughs> Dane. Okay. Worth it. But the keep is a place where Dante is, and the place where they keep the prisoners, right? Um, your knowledge of um, how the different guards and the like would work is that indeed you would figure that this keep also has a at least like holding cells um, 
because the Arisen Island people that uh, work from it go out and guard the shores of Farwater and the surrounding areas. So sometimes you indeed would gather smugglers, just as you have found, and would keep them here in the uh, local dungeon before they would be processed and, well, sent wherever they need to go. So the guy is sleeping now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I, I tell Rara, I'm going to wake him up. You do the rest of the talking, but let me wake him up first. Very well. And Cron walks up right to the face of the guard and opens up with a very angry glare and sleeping on a job, eh? <laughs> no, no, sir. No, sir. Wouldn't, wouldn't dream. Fuck. Bad choice of words. Of it. <laughs> Who are you? Then I Lyra do talking for the right. But I do try to glare at him, basically coerce him with my intimidating glare feet. My, yeah, Ooh. you know, I'm built for scaring people without even saying words. So go ahead. that's what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and make an intimidation check and see if you can demoralize him. Uh, I think that's a critical success as it's uh, oh. a ni- 29. 29, yeah, that's a critical success. So this guy, like, his helmet is uh, shifted to the side a little bit as you shout at him awake. He quickly, like, tries to grab his spear before it falls on the ground. And Lyra steps a couple of steps forward and uh, continues this bad cop, good cop charade. Mm -hmm. Look, um, Sergeant, we do not want to cause you any trouble, but it is very late. This exercise is all tuckered out beyond compare already. And we actually found a couple of smugglers trying to get into the city. Who would have thought? We just want to have this processed, so let's just say if you step out of the way and let us do our business, we will not have to report any of your restfulness towards the lieutenant. And with that... Okay. That is... uh... Ooh, uh, Vincent, can you mute yourself again if, you, uh, if you're not talking? Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Um, let's see here. Does he has a minus two. Right. Oh, snap. I That might actually be the winning factor in this one. Uh, yeah, because Lyra has a 16. Uh, the perception of a guard is plus seven. So that now becomes a DC of 15 instead of 17. So because of your display here, Crowen, uh, this goes all without a hitch and the guard goes, <clears throat> very well, just go do your business. <clears throat> and he steps out and <clears throat> gets himself a little bit awake, brightens his helmet, and as all of you one by one pass, he nods to each and every one of you and lets you through. As you enter... As I pass, the- I just said him. <laughs> as I pass, yeah. I do a little facial expression like don't worry we're good all right so uh not sure if we will need a battle map but there is one and uh as you guys enter there is a uh opening and uh you can see that there's like a small uh hallway just inside let's there we go oh inside you can see two uh long Drapes hang in the uh, on the other side of the wall with uh, depictions of the Silver Sentinels and their different ships uh, as they protect here said area. And um, there is one door to the left, one door to the right, moving into what seems to be like the, the, the two towers. And then one door slightly forward 
to the left, which enters into further vicinities of said keep. So as you guys walk in here, what is uh, what are the tactics? Do you guys want to still go in deceptively? Do you guys want to go in stealthily and like make sure that you don't disturb anyone? Do you guys want to make a ruckus and grab attention of people and go on with like the the intimidating route? I think the best we can do now is undo the cuffs on uh, Edge and uh, Olam. Right. And uh, try either try to find Dante ourselves, and if we encounter a guard, just charm him and tell him bring us to Dante. But why, why undo the cuffs? Like I say, sure. loosen them. We but we like, have already established, it's... by the way. We have already established, by the way, that Olam and Edge have their own keys with them. So yeah. it's yeah. basically right now it's one action for them to loosen, yeah. uh, like to to get rid of the cuffs. Yeah, I, one I, action. I, I, Oh, I say, I say, this is let's keep them cuffed, and keep up the pretense. If we're caught, at least we can try and fake our way out of it, right? Well, uh, yeah. It's just I suppose that at some point we're gonna go stray away from the prison and go to the to where Dante is. So we might as well not have cuffs anymore at that. Yeah, point. but e even then, we don't want the alarm to be. That's why Lyra. Run. Okay, we'll, we'll 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 keep the cuffs and see what happens. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at the map, mm -hmm. and uh, I think Dante should probably be somewhere up. So I'm gonna look at some. Uh, I'm gonna try and find some stairs. Um, actually, um, I have more warfare, mm -hmm. and I feel like it would make sense to know roughly where a captain or commander's, um, you know. Quarters would be. Quarters would be in a fortress such as this. Yeah. Does that make sense? And, yeah. Go ahead and make me a lore warfare check. That's an 11 plus 9 because I'm smart. 20. Ooh. Nothing too shabby. Um, these sorts of keeps are uh, maintained for a variety of different reasons. Uh, but mostly what you have learned is that the uh, lower floors are for the uh, normal rank and fodder type of soldiers. So you would reckon that probably the floor that you are right, on right now would be like um, different storage spaces and office spaces and that sort of stuff. Um, and you would figure that if Dante is as... Um, like, Wait, you I also had a literal vision of yeah, him looking true. out a window looking yeah and so that, I, mm -hmm. that now seems to like coincide with what you expect and that is as a man of stature he would probably want to rise up above everybody else and that also seems to work for uh these sorts of keeps where uh the upper floor is mostly reserved for like the the, the officer quarters and that sort of stuff so as as Cohen speaks up tarush just holds up his hand trying to not interrupt too bluntly. Top floor, I think. I'm sure. Let's go find some stairs. I, I've i not rolled below a nine this session, I think. I'm loathing combat. Because <laughs> I think that's when the low rolls start coming. <laughs> so, uh, Clone, three doors stand before you. Which one looks scary? Uh, that one. 
I I'm pointing at it right now. I'm pointing at the door that you need to pick. Okay, I'm, so. I'm gonna go on the left because nobody ever goes on the left. <laughs> and as you go towards this door, by the gods, they shine in your favor because indeed it seems. Oh, wait, why isn't this working? Why is this working? God damn it. So much for dramatic tension. Um, it is indeed seems to be like one large spiraling staircase that goes up and up and up. Yes. Well, let's right. go then. Oh, yeah, uh, should we uh, say who's up front, who's back, and whatever? Yeah, so what will be the marching order as you try to go up these stairs? And uh, are you trying to do this stealthily, or...? No, uh, I'm just walking in nonchalantly. I'm, I'm not drawing attention, but not not crouching or anything, for example, for those purposes. Um, I'm going to make a guess. It's going to be Crowan up front. Mm -hmm. Um, Lyra behind that. Yeah, makes sense. Then mm -hmm. our two prisoners. Then Jack. Wait, sorry. Jack is... No, Jack is not a prisoner. Then Jack... And then Tarush, because you told me to stay in the back. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Very well. All right. Then, uh, as we move the battle map uh, to the uh, lower area, because this is where the third floor and the top floor would be, you eventually find yourself all the way upward. The spiraling staircase goes a little bit further upward, but you figure that that would probably be the roof area. So you could go outside and up the roof here. But right now, where you guys are standing here, there are two different doors one to the north and one to the east, going further inward. Um, can I have a stealth check from each and every one of you, please? As you basically try not to grab too much attention. Natural 20. Oh shit, son. For a total of 28. That's my second net 20 tonight. You guys are rolling really, really well. You got a 27. 27. Ooh, nice, Olam. Very good, very good. Ah. A 15 for me and for Jack. Uh, 12 plus. Looking, looking, looking. Looking, looking, looking. The party download the, uh, the file instead of just looking uh, at the uh, time. <laughs> is still in the high streak here for 17. 17. Nice. All right. Okay. And the 12, it becomes a drum roll. Uh, oh, nice. 18. 18. Okay. Now, it's it's very clear then that um, it seems that as all of you make your way through this spiraling staircase, you do hear in there, uh, you do hear here and there some uh, muffled speech. As you come to the uh, second floor, you hear like one voice uh, shout out to a couple of others. Come on, people. We still have to get this paperwork done. Let's get it over with and let the rest of them do that exercise. You, hand me those stacks. But you slowly make your way further onward and eventually you find yourself what seems to be on the third floor. Pretty certain that you didn't arouse any suspicions. Nobody that asks, hello, who's there? Something like that. So it, you, you're pretty confident that you are here, uh, that you got here unnoticed. Okay. Yeah, uh... 
you take the lead? Yeah, uh, which 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 door? Damn, I'm gonna go on the not the north or the east side. My my, my the... suggestion is make a perception check to see. Yeah, see what? <laughs> if Where... you hear the the yeah. stairs. Perception is also hearing, so like, <laughs> yeah. where's the sound coming from? No, we we don't necessarily want sound, right? We want. Yeah, I, I have no idea what you want. Okay, I'm gonna just use my perception to try to see if there's an indication, any kind of indication, like uh, uh, this is where the the boss's room is. Well, more like where's the sound not coming from? Like someone just talked. Otherwise, you know? proves that someone doesn't go there too often. Go ahead and make a perception check for me, bro. No, no, that's an eighteen. An eighteen. As you move up to the uh, northern door, you put your ear against it. And you don't hear anything. You can also not see anything because, as you said before, the door is indeed closed. But you do see one thing, and that is that there is a mechanism of locking this door from the other side. This, paired with the information that your nostrils now ascertain, that is, that the presence of fecal matter might be on the other side of this door, brings you to believe that that might actually be a latrine. And as you, in your knowledge, actually open said door for but a moment, you indeed find a dream. However, this is not all that you do. As you then gaze towards the door on the eastern side, using all your senses at your disposal, you ascertain that there is no sound coming from the other side, and you feel emboldened by this knowledge. Also opening this door, giving you the visage of an empty corridor. There's a ghost sound that's perfect for this moment right now. Ghost sound? Oh, I didn't know this. <laughs> as soon as you open the door, someone actually shouts, coming from the latrine, Hey, I'm pooping here! And you quickly close the door back again. Fine. <laughs> as, of, as this happens, Go ahead and make a perception check. Perception? Go ahead and make a perception check. 21. That's perfect. That's disgusting. I love it. 21. Like, Crohn is blushing and shit. You know, he's just standing there, like, looking at the rest of us who are like, fuck, 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 fuck. Did he see us? <laughs> As you hear, like, echoing throughout this floor, at least, it seems that this small um, echo of the artifact has aroused the uh, attention from someone else. As you hear, for the last time, these quarters are off limits this evening. If you need to use the fucking latrine, go downstairs. Fuck. You can't really pinpoint where it is coming from, but. He's close. No, pretty far away. Not like in, in one of the rooms nearby. Oh, okay. If that was the case, then you would probably have ascertained that it was from that room. So it seems to be a little bit further in this uh, so, area. So, <laughs> so Tarush kind of starts... And then he kind of whispers to Jack in front of him. Apparently they have a problem with the privates pooping in the officer's quarter. And for some reason, Tarush finds this very funny. Okay, let's try to stay focused here. 
And uh, yeah, I go into the corridor. You are now in the corridor. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, is is that on the uh, well on the north side? Is that an entrance I see, or is that just an? Uh... Yeah. So there is another door right over here, and there's yeah. another door right over there. I'm gonna go with the closest door. Okay. As you open it up, you find a uh, small area mm -hmm. with uh, a couple of things that are uh, of interest to you. First off, you see a couple of other doors leading to other spaces, but you find on um, the uh, workbench right over here, oh, gotta use this, right over there, you find uh, what seems to be a uh, small alchemical station with uh, a little bit of a putrid scent coming from it as you hear like um, a small burner still bubbling up some sort of liquid right over there. Attacks your nostrils a little bit. Different okay. than the smell of the latrine, I might add. Uh, it it might the be... latrine, there's a ghost image. Oh dear. Nidako is feeding his points, man. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, as like you hear a sound of a door opening, but a door don't actually opens up. You see a spectral visage of one of these silver sentinels, not one that you saw before, just walk through the door, pull up its pants, nod towards the rest of you, and then spectrally try to open up another door and walk further into the establishment of this keep. As all of you just look at each other for a moment, and then go back like, what the fuck? Tarush has an idea. Um, so I have several things on my person. A uh, lesser silver tongue potion, some he healing potions, ever burning cancel, can sorry, ever burning candles, <laughs> um, oils of purification, anti plague potions, Sidilas poison, anti plague mushrooms. I'm wondering, would one of these. Any of these things I named, maybe a crafting check, I don't know, cause some kind of reaction with liquids in the latrine. You know, just a little in the latrine. Well, overflow. The, the thing with these sorts of latrines is that they they don't have like a um, reservoir. It, reservoir. No, it's just like a chute that then turns into like an opening on the side of the keep. So it just falls and falls and then it falls downward and it just like rots away. Okay, so, so, I mean, but that does mean there is a lot of fecal matter alongside the tubes, which is incendiary, right? It is. So perhaps I could use one of the oils. I mean, it's an oil of purification. I don't know. You tell me. It implies um inflammation or inf well uh, inflammatory well of purification is a little bit different because it's added to food and drink to like neutralize different kinds of poisons so it is exactly not really that flammable but um go ahead and uh, make her a quick perception check for me to read. natural 20. uh jesus 20. what the hell right. that's my second uh, because, as you standing here, because as you are standing here in this small room with L, uh, with an alchemical laboratory, you first grab your own bag and begin to rummage through, and then you perch up, look towards these two 
um, closets that are standing on either corner on the uh, leftmost part of this room. And you walk up, you just open one up, and indeed you find uh, a um, plethora of different alchemical reagents or things that are used in these sorts of experiments, including flammable oil. So Tarush kind of starts, he grabs a few of these things and looks at the other with this grim smile, with, no, with this very um, coy smile. Uh, I have an idea. And he, 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 the, the smile turns into this massive grin. The rest of you, you, uh, scout out. I'll prepare a little something something to draw the guards. Um, wait, wait, Tarouj, we do not want to draw the guards yet. No, no, no. If you want to make a distraction, maybe do it when we need this, an escape. A few minutes. I'll, I'll prepare something. What um, are you preparing? Little pull would give it, and then, uh, the toilet starts overflowing. Because apparently they have a problem with the privates pooping. <laughs> In the officer's oh, latrine. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if I follow, uh, Tarush, because what the latrine is, is like a, a ramp downstairs. So the, the, the poop and fecal matter is all lying in a pile. Yeah. No, like... so what I want, basically, I just want to, like, I want to pour some oil, some slow burning materials down this pipe, right? And then I'm going to light it. So that's basically going to, it's going to cause fumes and smoke, mm -hmm. poop smelling yeah, smoke and disgusting yeah. fumes to just kind of, um, kind of pour into the entire fortress. Everything is going to smell. Everything is going to be, everyone's going to have foggy eyes, but mostly everyone's going to be like, holy shit, who took a huge shit? <laughs> who took a burning shit? Right before uh, they think, no, wait, that's not a shit. Shit. We got to check this shit out. Okay, I'm sorry. That's the amount of yeah. times I could use shit in a sentence. Corinne's uh, just going to go with Tarush. I understand the strategy Value, the tactical value of having the intention of the enemy of the, or the adversary gone away from us. But doing this now on the toilet might drive towards us. We are undetected now. Not now. Yeah, not now. Prepare. Okay. I will prepare. You, know, you can you also just. You give the signal. You can also just at some point put something aflame and then they can go there and solve the fire and then we can escape by jumping out the window with Featherfall. The oil drips down. I need to. It needs to be timed. Okay. So, if you want to prepare something, go ahead. I'll prepare. Don't do anything until we're back. Promise. And try to find any, if, if there's anything incriminating in this room as well, as if you're busy. Very well. So yeah, I'll start preparing it, and if there's time left over, I will just uh, make sure to, you know find anything, yeah, like Crohn said, incriminating, anything of value also, but I won't tell Crohn about that. Um, and <laughs> and right. um, yeah, that. All right, so because this will take a little bit of time, as you start with this endeavor, what is the rest of you going to do? I'm gonna first check if there, uh, I'm gonna use a perception check, I guess, to see if on the north, if I can, demise anything from what's on the other side of the door. 
All right, so you take a couple of steps towards the northern area and go ahead and make another perception check for me. And I'm going to do it very carefully so I can do my forest search feat. Yay, that's Ooh. plus two. And I kind of need it because that's now a dirty 20. Dirty 20. I will say with uh, first you lay your ear on the door to see if you can hear anything. Mm-hmm. as that seems to satisfy you that there doesn't seem to be any sound coming from the other side. You very quaintly open up the door, begin to gaze through, and as you do so, you find that this seems to be a very large room, uh, mm-hmm. seemingly the living spaces of um, whatever officer would uh, hold court in this area. Mm-hmm. Let me just open it up for you. There we go. You have like a nice little reading corner to uh, your left that uh, I I don't looks see out. it yet. Oh, wait, is it still dark? Oh crap! Wrong button. <laughs> right button. There we go. Okay. There we go. Uh, a nice little reading corner to the left that gazes out over uh, the water and after that the rest of the city. Uh, a nice little fireplace that is a little bit low but still lit. Um, you see uh, some cutlery on the small uh, table in front of it. You can see on the uh, right backhand corner a small table with a couple of bottles of wine. Most of them are uncorked as of this moment, as it seems that uh, the man likes a drink. Uh, and on your immediate left and right, you see a couple of uh, bookcases with uh, both different pieces of literature that are used for his work so you see like different scrolls and tomes that are very easily numbered as um books of the silver sentinels but also a couple of shelves that are filled with light reading and prose um it seems that uh, that dante is having a uh, making sure that he has a good time up here okay uh, i'm gonna single the guys to, the rest of the guys to come in and um quietly Trying to quietly, and I'm gonna search for anything that seems to be hidden, like uh, uh, some, uh, dub- I think it's called double floor, or like like any hidden tr- hidden things. All right, go ahead and make a perception check then for me. <gasps> I'm gonna take my time, and that is a uh, 22. All right, so as Crone is busy over here, Tarush is busy in the other room. Edge, Olam, what are you doing with Jack and Lyra? I'm just keeping an eye out, I guess. Keeping my my ears up in the air for any noises that might mean the people are coming this way. Yes, I want to help because this is my first break in and I'm very nervous, so I'm not <laughs> sure what I should do. <laughs> just 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 look around and listen. I will keep looking around. Very, very, very fast. As you say so, walking. you have looked like those those very wide cat eyes just go whoop, must <laughs> see everything. Right, so oh no, goofball mode activated. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, check both of you. Like, it's, it's, at first, Olam has these beautiful cat eyes, the slits, and then suddenly, <laughs> suddenly it's all black. And you know shit is on. 23 for me. 23? Same for me. All right. Then, 
Crone, as you are still busy to take a look, you see that there is a big wooden floor here, so you are trying to ascertain if there are any hidden nooks and crannies. Asteruj, you are busy in the uh, in the other room. Um, I will say, um, first off, go ahead and make me a crafting check for Tarush. I'm busy in the lavatory. That is... Ah, my first bat roll. That's a five plus... That's a total of nine. All right. So as you are busy here, you try to also ascertain a little bit of what the hell is going on here. Are there any, like, potions or reagents that might be useful to you? But you are drawing a blank right now, and you are too invested in uh, in your oil poo bomb contraption enraptured by your work uh, that no other information comes to you. At this that time. makes sense. Yeah, Tarush is very much enamored by the hilariousness of his plan here. <laughs> As this goes on, Edge, Olam, you do hear, coming from um, the uh, top left side of the castle, what you uh, would figure out to be like the place where that tower is, you hear, a wooden door open and close. What do you do? I uh, make a few of those noises to uh, point everyone to where the sound came from. It's okay. very close by. And so I start taking off my cuffs. Yeah, so basically what you guys hear with 23 is that there was a door right over, like somewhere here, opening up and closing. Okay. I didn't see that. You're going to have to be... Oh, like right over oh, yeah. there. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna get my sap out and try to hide at, uh, at within reach of the closest uh, door. So that should be uh, I don't, don't remember how to uh, how to signal something. But it would probably be that one. You can just the click. one on the left. Just left click. You get. It. I'm left clicking, but is that doing anything? No. Is you? Oh yeah, that's because I'm hold it. playing. Hold it. If as, you want to ping as, it, yeah. hold it. Yeah. Okay. So not one, but hold it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, there, this one. There I want to be with it. So that door, so when it opens, I'm just going to start, start whacking. All right. I want to prepare a reach spell. All right, so Crow, uh, Crow is standing over there. Olam, where would you be with your beautiful self? Uh, um, I, I, uh, so th this is the hallway we were walking. I was like walking, right? Mm -hmm. Where did I hear the sound come from? You heard the sound coming from right over here. Yeah. And this this is the room that Crone was investigating together with the rest of you. Okay, so I was walking. I'll I'll just go for it. Yes. All right. Edge. And I, yeah. I will be on the other side of that door. Okay. So for the sake of this, we will just put you right over oh, right over there next to Oh, you. sorry. I was trying to move myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. and, you guys just gonna, I'm going to remind Edge no killing. Yeah, non-lethal is fine. And Jack is just gonna go there, I think. Not di directly invisible, but uh, still able to help if something, if some shit happens. All right. And Lyra would stand a little bit back, right over yeah. there, I think. Okay. So. Um. Go ahead and all of you make me a uh, stealth check 
Except for Tarouche, because Tarouche doesn't really know what's going on, so it would be perception for Tarouche. Maybe yeah. a crafting check for Tarouche? I'm just kind of working on my shit. And honestly, yeah, my sure. crafting is lower, so I'm... <laughs> intentionally... 25 for me. I mean, I would say, um, if, uh, for, if, if it's uh, uh, in your disadvantage, I would say it's perception, because like crafting doesn't really ascertain into how quick you can react in this... Uh, Fair enough. Mm -hmm. I would love the disadvantage, but 12, then. 12, all right. So... Second roll below 9, though, so I'm hoping to go up again. Uh, 15 uh, for me. Oh, just a moment. Oh, sorry. As I add turns to each and every one of you, and then we can go ahead and color those in. All right, so... Okay. Edge. 25. 25, neat. Oh no, not, not 265, that would be a little bit too much. Orlam. 19. 19, very good, very good. Crowan, yours was a? 15. 15? The rogue still fails his self-checked. <laughs> Tarush, you were at a? Uh, 6 plus 6, 12 for perception. 12? And Jack is on a 19 on his self shape. 19, very good. Let's see how well Lyra does things. That is a... Ooh, that's not too bad. 26 even. Oh no, wait, no, 24. I can't count. 24. And, last but certainly not least... Ha! <laughs> Go get fucked, that's a natural 20 on Dante's side. Ah. <laughs> Why'd you have to say that? Why'd you have to say that? Why'd you have to... Why, Daddy? I think... I think everything is better now. Everything is better knowing that we are fucked. And <laughs> we have brought no condoms. We have no birth control. We have no protection. We only have... Each other. <laughs> All right, so as you guys get ready, you see a door open up, and standing on the other side is a person that uh, Tarush had already seen before a uh, dark blonde goatee with curling mustache, dirty dark blonde hair off to one side. Um, a, a very nice set of silver sentinel uh, leather armor completely colored in uh, the silver of um, its status um, with like some actual nice decorations on the shoulder as he is a lieutenant only one step below the actual captain himself um, with a rapier sheath on one side and what seems to be a, uh, a, a main gauche, a parrying dagger on the other side, but right now his one hand on the door handle as he opens, in his other a empty wine bottle, and he just stares in the face of uh, a couple of people that are armed. <laughs> no, the, se the second that door opens, I'm going for a, a headshot to try and knock Yeah, but, but he's quicker than you, it seems. Fuck. So, uh, all right, we were gonna get fucked without condoms or lube. Right. So, as as you guys are no longer uh, holding up the charade of being actual guards, 
as you try to go in and punch him, Edge, he quickly just tosses the bottle into your face, blocking your blow. And what he then does is he just goes, shink, shink, grabs both of his weapons, then goes, Gods, we are being invaded. Come to my aid immediately. Who the fuck are you people? It doesn't even matter. And behind him, you can see floating a small jellyfish familiar as his mustache begins to electrify a little bit and he uses the power oh granted to him so by cringe. the shepherd uh, to cast haste on himself as a free action because just as Crowan's gift of the shepherd does not take any action so he has shouted he has grabbed two different weapons and with that he uses his last and final action of this round to let's see here Yes, he is going to, um, looking at you, Edge, because you are the one closest by, I think. Well, we're, it's by with me and... Uh... Yeah, so, um, let's see. Okay, so it is going to be Crowan. Crowan, right. he looks at you and he just goes, Oh, I do not know who you are, but you have no idea in what kind of a shitstorm you have just found yourselves. I hope you are ready to die, as he tries to demoralize you. <laughs> he said so. shitstorm, but he doesn't know about my plan. <laughs> so, um, let's see. He's going to try and intimidate you, uh, which is going to be a 28. 28 against your will save DC. My will save DC, let's see. So that's uh, 10 plus your uh, yeah, will save. That has to be a fucking crit, right? That's a crit, yeah. Oh. All right. So you were frightened too, as yeah. as this man gazes towards you, like you can almost see the darkness in his eyes. And for a moment, you were thinking to yourself, as you can already like hear footsteps ringing through the rest of this building, like, oh fuck, what got, what have I gotten myself into? So, um, Vincent, if you don't already know this, at the end of your this. next turn, frightened reduces by one. I know. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, that being said, however, uh, Dante is standing at the ready for all y'all. Edge, what do you do? Pop, pop. Pop, pop? Can you try to warm yourself in a way that you can flank him? Maybe, I don't know. Because he is in an advantage position now. Uh, okay, then uh, I suppose for my first action I'll go there. Uh, just one moment. Where? Uh, you can't go there. That would be having to tumble through his space because he's standing in the door. He's standing so in you, the door, okay. Yeah. So you can try to move through his space, but that would require a tumble through action. Can I, can I, can I just move him over there then? Because that's actually yeah, sure. on the yeah, door. That would, be, uh, that would be better, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, we can't flank him, so it's just gonna be pop pop. Well, you, you can try, but that would be a check against um, ADC of his. I'm not sure which one to see if you can actually like move through his space. I'm just gonna pop pop. You're just gonna pop pop. It's gonna be a pop pop. It's a You're dirty pop, pop. twenty. A dirty twenty, which will not be enough, I'm afraid. Fucker. As you go in for a punch, and with his parrying dagger at the side, he just slashes at your fist 
and just like you have to retract your hand before you can actually get in a solid blow because otherwise you would only like let him cut up your fingers. Not the worst that's ever happened to my hands. Nah, but still, like to start combat off like that. Yeah, true. Could be but bad. I am the tank. Uh, second one doesn't hit because that is a two on the die for a total Ooh. of seven. All right. So, so with I probably that, hit myself in the face. Because that is a critical fail, yeah. he will use <laughs> his opportune repost ability, and he gets an attack roll against you. Ugh. So as the second hit comes in, he pushes like your arm away with the butt of his parrying dagger and goes in for a stab with his rapier. Uh, oh wait, this one die. Which is going to be a 22 to hit. <laughs> yeah, that hits. As he stabs you. Um, the tank, me being the yeah. tank. <laughs> you being the tank. Let's see here. So he... <laughs> well, I'm, um... I'm the emotional tank. Okay, yeah, so sure. He doesn't, he doesn't have panache just Second. yet. Because he didn't... Oh, wait, yes. Uh, because he demoralized, he gained panache. Because that but he is... didn't demoralize me, he demoralized Crowen. Uh, no, but panache is something that he has. Every time that, okay. uh, because he's a swashbuckler, every time that, for example, he would tumble through or do something acrobatic, he gets like in the groove of combat. Yeah. Uh, so you take, he's so crazy. You take uh, five plus five, 10 points of piercing damage. As the rapier pound, finds purchase no, 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 within no, no, your no. flesh, and then he pulls it back. He didn't get time to uh, poison his weapons, though, so that's a good one on you. Oh, that's good. Small little uh, spoiler for <laughs> what the alchemical station was actually for. Mm. Yeah, for my third action, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not do anything because uh, what's the point? Um, you can actually, from where you are, um, it's an action to take cover. So actually, I'm gonna use my 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 last action to yell at Olam to uh, target the jellyfish. Or that, yeah. Very well. All right. With that being said, Lyra is going to have uh, their action. Um, and she is, uh, first off, let's see here, um, how many turns is, how many actions is mage armor? So yeah, that's two actions. Okay, so she is going to get out her staff and, uh, looks towards you, Crowen, and goes, it seems that you and Dante are a little bit um, similar. Let's level the playing field, as she uses two actions to also cast haste on you, Crowen. So you're a hasted, you gain one actual uh, extra action that you can use to either strike or stride during your turn. And with her last action, she is... I think she's just going to throw up a shield to uh, to be safe. Um, yeah, oh, no, wait. She doesn't even have that cantrip uh, at the ready right now. Mm. 
Oh my god, Daddy. Just memorize all of your NPCs' character sheets. Have you considered Chilla? Uh, oh, wait. I actually think that she can use another spell of hers. Because as an enchantress wizard, she also can cast uh, Charming Words, which is, yes, which is a focus spell with only one action. Um, so with that, she uh, goes towards Dante and just says, ah, Please don't make this any harder on you than it has to be. We do not want to kill you. Just cooperate. And with that, she casts uh, Charming Words. So Dante needs to make a will save. Ooh, natural two. Ooh. Um, sweet. Encounter okay, over. So nice. It, no. Um, okay, no, it, it doesn't do that much. He only can't use hostile actions towards her. So she can defend herself in this manner. So Dante does take a look at her and then goes back to you, darting his eyes between all of you, different weapons at the ready. But that is all that happens as Jack is the one that has a turn. What does Jack do? You're muted right now, Chrome. Just the way we like it normally, but... Yeah. Jack is gonna summon an animal, a, a boar. A uh, boar? Between Chrome, I think. Okay. So, why did I create the red token again? Who knows? Um, let's see here, uh... Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah, Because screw you! Here. It's a bull rat, okay? Boop. Oh, bull rat. Boop. It's a wolf, but that's a bull oh, now. Okay. Uh, right over there, or do you want it, uh, somewhere else? I don't think it, there's, he can see anywhere else and be in range, so he's just gonna do that. Very well. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, the boar is gonna attack twice. I think that's that's possible, right? Truth, truth has been spoken this day. Okay. There's a 26 on the first strike. Oh damn! That actually hits. Damn, son. Okay. We must. I must be careful not to give the, the killing blow with the boar, but who cares <laughs> for now? Uh, there's. I'm looking at the damage. There's 2d6 plus four piercing. Three. That is 10 damage, piercing. What are you throwing it on? It like sounds as if you're throwing rocks at a at a wooden floor or something. No, it's on plastic, and it's a metal dice. No, oh, fair enough. Wait, wait, wait. The dice? They're metal? <laughs> Alright, so, uh, sorry, what, how much damage was that? 10. 10. 10 points of damage. Very good. 10 points. And the second attack? Uh, second attack comes as well. That's Jesus a 14. Dude. The dice are very metal. Yeah. <laughs> 14 doesn't hit, I'm afraid. Yeah. So, Jack, in tandem with Jesse standing on his shoulder or arm or whatever uh, Maxime would have Jesse stand on, conjures up this spectral essence of a boar that consolidates in the confined space between Crowen and Edge, which then begins to gore as a boar does. And Dante, also a little bit flabbergasted by this creature that just apparated in front of him, doesn't really, is able to block the first blow as both of his tusks pierce into himself and then 
uh, he pushes it back and then just let the boar ran into the wall next to him as he dodges out of the way of the second blow. As that is done, Olam, what do you do? Uh, where is his uh, little uh, thingy? His, is the door his... beside him? Yeah, it's it's basically like half behind him, so he would have a little bit of cover right now. Mm-hmm. But it's basically okay. in the same space. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sucky because I kind of did prepare my white and no reach spell, but it's better to do spray of stars. So I'll just do spray of stars. Babe, I mean, I just thought, like, kill the familiar, weaken the, the spellcaster, but if you have yeah, something else smart. prepared, freaking go for it. It's yeah, first. I... Is that a cone? Yeah. Okay. Cone. Well, I should move, but... Well, in that case, if you are standing where you are right now, like, you're going to hit one of your allies yeah. where you are standing boar, right baby. now, it would hit boar. The, the boar, but then also Dante and his familiar jellyfish. Yeah. So... That's, you that's can hit good. me, it's okay, I can take it on the tank. Well, you're fine, right? Like, I'm, I'm not no. trying to, uh, uh, to, to like, tacticize with you, but if you ask me, if one of the allies needs to be hit, it's better to be the summoned animal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. I think I did that before as well, but... Uh... <laughs> Where's Charlie uh, off to, by the way? He's not done yet. No, maybe he had to poop. Probably. Yeah, he's his toilet. flapping his hands. Okay, uh, uh, then I'll just use Spray of Stars. Very well. So you have to make a saving, uh, uh, no, a reflex saving throw, yes. Uh, reflex saving throws for both... Uh, God damn it! Okay, it so high. those are a natural one and a natural two. Oh. Who's not getting <laughs> fucked, daddy? So... <laughs> Ta -da. Ta -da. <laughs> so those are a uh, a fifteen and Jesus a nice, um, yeah. So the jellyfish critically <laughs> fails. What's your uh, spell save DC? Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. So Dante just has a normal fail. Okay. And Boar rolls uh, a twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. Ooh, that's a save. Nice. Oh. So that's just. Uh... Wait, what? 24? Yeah. So that's a normal fill. Normal fail? Normal success, you mean, right? Well, normal success, yeah. So yeah. you are still dazzled for one round. Oh, fine. Uh, also, uh, the, the, oh my god, jellyfish is mm -hmm. dazzled for one minute because he had a crit fill, right? See. And uh, Dante is dazzled for three rounds. All right. And uh, it's fire damage. Damar. 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 Um, oh, Dante only takes one. I'm going to one, roll one more for the jellyfish. Jelly. And that's a two, so three points. Three points of damage? <laughs> Very well. Look at me doing the damage. <laughs> I mean, but uh, both Dante and the jellyfish are dazzled, so yeah, that will come in very handy. Like, those sorts of conditions are good at whatever level discrepancy, because you know that Dante is a little bit higher level than you, but these are just flat checks, so those sort of things really work in your favor. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do right. Moonbeam, but I wasn't sure. But Oh, and I used Shield, and then I'm And done. you cast Shield on yourself. Very good. Okay. All right. With that being said, uh, let's see here. 
There? Okay. Cool. So those were uh, two of your actions, and you cast shield, and that's a third. Crowan, yeah, in your okay. haste itself. So he's dazzled, right? So that means he's also flat-footed, right? Um, that would be the case. Okay, but first I'm going to try to intimidate him back, because he's a bastard. <laughs> uh, that's an 18. Minus 2, that's 16. That's not going to work, I think. I'm afraid not, no. As he's dazzled, you try to glare in his general direction, but he doesn't really seem to look back at you because he is dazzled. So okay. it, uh, it fizzles that's, out, I'm afraid. So that's a bad roll that I don't have to do on my attack, so that's great. <laughs> and now I'm gonna attack him twice, and then I'm gonna see what I'm gonna do with my last action. But first I'm gonna strike him for a whopping, uh, let's see, uh, minus two with my sap. That is a 19. 19 misses, I'm afraid. I'm gonna try again. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. And there's a, uh, let's see, 20. 20, 20 hits. Ah, it hits, yes, yep. nice. Take that. Although I'm not sure, uh, yada, yada, yada. Well, that would have been my problem then, because I didn't put it in a sheet. Because like, there's there's something in me telling me that he is unable to be flat-footed by oh. creatures that are lower level than him, but I don't have it here on my sheet, so I guess he's flat-footed. So, uh, that's a rogue thing. Yeah, oh, or, or, is that a rogue? Or a barbarian, like it's uncanny like senses okay. and shit. He, has, he's uh, he got 12 damage on his ass, non-lethal. Non-lethal, alright. Um, as you get out Final Judgment, or... No, I, uh, just my sap. Oh, just your sap. All right. Because I don't want to kill him. As the first strike goes in, he, like, blindly, with his eyes still blinking through due to dazzled condition, he gets his pairing dagger, kink, kink, puts it away. But then, before he can get himself back into position, the second strike, whack, Bam. across his temple. Okay. And I'm going to try and, as my last move action, uh, go on this square, so tumble over, uh, basically, okay. yeah. You're going to Go try and tumble through. Go ahead <laughs> and roll a acrobatics check. I just have to... 18. Just have to look up what DC you have to beat from him. Um, and he's reflex DC. I'm afraid that that isn't enough. As you try okay. to, after you whacked him in the face, you try to push past him, but as you do so, Somewhere he still has some very high reflexes left, and he just like poof, punches you okay. into the face for a moment, poof, whoa, dazzling you back for a t couple of steps. Like he okay, might be an evil bastard, and like with his twirling mustache, but he does have moves. I'm thinking of the dude from Sonic right now. What's his face again? Professor or something? Uh, yeah, Eggman Robotnik. or Professor Robotnik. Robotnik, yeah. Okay, that that was my turn. All right. Uh, well, you did have one extra action due to haste. Wasn't yeah, that but that was my extra action. Mm. Right, my bad. Okay. As Tarush, you hear commotion coming from the other side. You hear a unfamiliar, but somehow still familiar voice shout out that these people are being invaded and that the guards should get here. Yeah. And as so this is happening, you already hear like some commotion coming from other side. 
uh, mostly up top. So where are my, uh, where's my concoction at, at this point? I'll say, um, you didn't have a lot of time to get it ready, but go I ahead mean, and make me a crafting check. I, I mean, to be fair, in my defense, it's most, mostly just getting mildly flammable materials and smoking yeah, materials is, together. Yeah. So, All right, so go, go make me a crafting check and let's see. That's uh, a natural eight uh, for a total of 12. All right. So I will say, if you just want to bundle up flammable materials, you have already been able to just like gather things and put them together in some sort of container. Like you could get like a uh, a bag and just like soak it through with oil and fill it up with other flammable materials found. Yeah, right. basically. All right. So I will spend my first turn going here. Mm -hmm. My second turn, just kind of pouring it into the latrine slowly just like not not like in a big but no, like no, no, but pouring it, it into there yeah 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 and then yeah. my third turn just <laughs> all right and as you begin to light this you can already see like these oh it is a mixture of as much as much sulfuric things as I yeah, can find. Like, <laughs> refuse together with like chemical scents, as if you went to a music festival and just opened the door to like the Dixie that has been used the most. <laughs> and these clouds begin to. But then to it's a thick up. smoke and it's everywhere in the fortress. Yeah, and it's everywhere, and you uh, make a reflex save. <laughs> That's fair. Ah, I roll high again. Twenty total. <laughs> Right. I don't know if it's enough, though. So you, you like you, you have a little bit of tears in your eyes. I have a lot of tears. Like it's... you are not, but you are not sickened. You got like out of the way quickly enough so that you aren't actually sickened. But large, billowing black clouds of smoke now begin to quickly fill the entirety of this latrine and already begin to pour out through the open door that you left open into the rest of the keep. So you figure you probably head out. Really. And I, I hope like. Just just to make sure we understand each other, like it pours down, so the lower two levels are also being flooded with this smoke and smell, right? No, no, because the latrine, the like, okay, so you have a latrine. I have I have something for this. It's basically a hole in the wall with a shaft that leads down into the ocean, so that everything that you drop in it drops into the ocean. Yeah, exactly. Really so I'm like pouring of... it down the latrine, so like. All the okay, feces okay, okay, okay. trailing down or catching on fire. Yeah, no, but that's so, that's inside of the chute that's on the outside yeah. of the building. It isn't connected to anything else. It's not a sewage oh, system. No. It's, it's a hole in the floor with a chute that leads outside of the building into the sea. This is this is all that you have. You have just an open chute, and it just falls out of the building. Wait, you had this whole plan, and you didn't know how this worked? I, I don't know how latrines work. I thought castles. it was a toilet. You need to visit more castles. You need to visit more castles. Apparently. Uh, could yeah. you re turn the music back on, Bouter? So, oh, for a um, as soon as this happens, and this this will of smoke uh, starts, starts, you know, enveloping the local level, Truge gets ready to go towards the uh, towards the staircase to, in whatever way he can, delay reinforcements. But that's well, for um, my next turn. 
I will, I will give you this. Right now, the uh, the smoke is exiting through this open door here. You do know that this is the staircase. So if you would close this door and open this door, then you will make it very difficult for your other assailants to enter this vicinity because you will flood the staircase in all of the smoke. Okay, but that's that would be my next turn. I will, for the sake of this, go ahead and just make me, make me an athletics check real quick. 15? Uh, 15? I, what kind of armor? Is it light armor or medium armor? Excuse me? What you were wearing? Uh, right yeah, the Silver Sentinel armor. Whatever whatever you like. Uh, it is no versions. armor. In that case, I have plus two athletics. 17. <laughs> 17? Alright, so uh, for the sake of this, because uh, you didn't completely understand what you were uh, getting yourself into, plus letting you spend two full rounds to just do basic shit off camera. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. No, I'll, I will give you I will give you that during this full round action, you also open that one door and you will be able to just leave the other door closed. I'll so take it. That is so they're done. coming downstairs and I'm just hoping, I mean, it probably won't happen, but I'm just hoping they hear their commander screaming, and they hear the smell, they feel the smell come up, and they're like, oh, not what we thought that was. <laughs> well, I will give you this. Like, when they now, when the guards now need to run up the stairs, but even worse so, the ones that were standing guard atop of the uh, actual keep. Here, I'm, I'm just gonna show you right now, because this doesn't really matter anymore all that much. Just showed you the entire keep. And there we go. Where do you want me to... Please. Well, you will. You, I'm, I'm just gonna open up everything for you because why not? So, like, it's it's a nice keep. So you have like two guards standing up top that now need to move downward through this um, through that same staircase. They will need to move through billowing black clouds of smoke, and they will need to make saving throws or enter the combat area sickened by what you just did. Nice. All right, so. That was Tarush, at which moment the artifact begins to flare up in defiance Perfect. of, well, stuff. As uh, right now there are a, a couple of hero points. Edge, you still have one left, I see, and Olam has also uh, found a hero point uh, by the virtue of Shion uh, Kaisi, um, as well as another... Um, puff of green energy that exits the artifact and enters the body of Crowen as a fierce attack is uh, jetted your way because you are the damage dealer, of course. Alright, with that being said, Dante is going to have his turn and he has Panache right now. So... Yeah, okay, so first action, Dante is going to use his uh, Impaling Finisher action. So he's going to make a melee strike and compare the results to two people that are standing in a straight line behind each other, making that the uh, beautiful boar and uh, the beautiful Olam. However, he is dazzled for this round, so uh, you guys are uh, concealed from him, so he needs to make fly, uh, flat five checks. So there's a 14 for the boar, so the boar gets hit, and an 18 for Alarm. So I'm afraid that both of you are targeted by this. So he is going to try and strike you. 
against the boar that is going to be a uh, 17 to hit. Crone, does a 17 hit against the boar? You are muted, I cannot hear you. What the hell? <laughs> we just heard foot. <laughs> 18. Okay, so so the boar is not hit. Okay, so the boar... So it misses the boar. However, um, uh, Orlam, this is going to be a uh, 32 against your AC. Uh, yes. Is that a critical hit or is that a normal Yes. Hit? That's a critical hit? Okay. I don't like him. I just want you to know. Yeah. Bad NPC, bad. Yes. Stupid. As yada yada yada. So this is going to be. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what he now has to roll is 10d6 plus 4. Ten. Twenty. Hear that correctly? 36? Plus 4, 32, yeah. 35, 39. 39 points of damage. It's a physical yeah. damage. It is physical damage. So, that's 36. Then I'm not down. <laughs> God <Yeah>. damn it! <laughs> ah, I thought I could have a badass moment, but that's uh, really cool. No, Alright, no. nice. Yeah, for a second I was like, oh, yeah. oh he's gonna kill her with like one shot. Oh no! I got yeah. 32 hit points over here. <laughs> So, still dazzled, for a moment he shakes it off and he gets like his rapier at the ready, like at his side, and he lunges forward. The spectral boar can dodge out of the way, but Olam, you are pierced right through the heart. And for a moment, the rest of your party members gasp. You didn't think that Dante could like display this level of force, and triumphantly it goes, ha ha! What? And then, in your spectral form, you just move around the blade a little bit. You are very much weakened and you need to like grab yourself again. And now that you turn into your corporeal form once again, blood begins to spill out of the open wound. But Dante looks at you like, this should have killed you. But you're still standing. The fuck? <laughs> Can I make eye contact with him and just like... <laughs> you do. Make us so use your reaction to flick him the finger. Make a seduction check. I her that, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, right. I want to wink too. Okay, so um, can cats wink? Let's do it. That, however, that however does uh, use up his uh, panache. So now, let's see here. I um, is it. Never mind. Go ahead. First, he's just going to... Um, yeah, he's going to look at you, uh, Olam, and he's going to try another action to demoralize you, because that will give him panache as well. And he just looks at you. Oh, little kitty. It really doesn't matter if this one strike didn't kill you. If I could do this in but a mere second, just wait until I have a few more moments with you. Uh, go ahead and um, no, he needs to make a check. What is your will save? Will save? Will save? He's not flirting. He's trying to demoralize you. But yeah. I love how Crystal was completely unimpressed with that. Just like, dude, ew, no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so you want? Do you, do you just want my will plus ten? 
Yes. That's a, a 19. 19. All right. Then he succeeds. So um, you're, you're not you're not frightened, but you're creeped out because like, ew, dude, no, I don't want to flirt with you. Ew. But it has the same effect as if you would be uh, frightened. So you were frightened one. That's fair. Just imagine Olam <laughs> just like shouting across the battlefield to Edge. Is he flirting? Yeah. I don't like it. Can you please help me now? <laughs> and then with his last two actions, with one action, he's going to raise his uh, dagger to increase his AC. And with his last action, he's just going to try and make another strike at uh, yeah at you, Olam, because you are uh, close to death. Um, however, uh, that is going to be a eight. Have- no, wait, fourteen hit. Does he have reach? Uh, oh wait, no, he can target uh, Olam. Oh, and shit, he's uh, still dazzled, so this attack uh, fizzles because of the dazzled okay. condition. So, okay. um, so it just does nothing. At which point, Edge, you just saw Olam almost die. A pop, pop, flurry of blows. A pop, pop, flurry of blows. Pop, 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 pop. Uh, first one misses, and the second one's a natural one. So oh, I think boy. Edge is just a little bit emotional right now. <laughs> so right now, the two blows come in. He has his parrying dagger at the ready, however, so he just pushes both of your bracers away with it. Although, as with the second strike completely misses, you realize like, oh fuck, I'm leaving another opening. But this time, he stays his blade. Seeing that he is completely surrounded, perhaps he wishes to keep his reaction for something else. What more I'm, 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 I would like to rage. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, you can get mad, but try yeah. trouble through on, him, I guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to lightning him. And this also because I am lightning. really angry right now. He tried to murder the only friend I have here. That was almost off the table. No. Nope. This time, in your rage, you. The black streaks of lightning begin to coalesce and he just raises one eyebrow and as you burst out with your uh, lightning, he pushes your arm just slightly away and the electricity just burns like a nice black mark on the stone wall behind him, but nothing on him, I'm afraid. My last turn, I'm just gonna try to tap into that deep-rooted rage I have in me and maybe, maybe, maybe throw a quick look at at knock slash imp go ahead and make a religion check <laughs> religion what i don't think i have anything in religion probably not nope that's a, a 12. all right so as you try to gaze inward and tap into that devilish energy that you had found to um, apparate once before, right now it's a little too deep, too far away to actually get any use out of it. But as you then gaze below, you do see a small little monkey with yellow slitted eyes and his hand like on uh, his head on his hands and the monkey just goes, doesn't go so well now, does it? What are you looking for? And that's all that he says right now. Okay. All right. 
At which point we go towards Lyra. And... Was he still hasted the, the the boss? Yes. Okay. Then... Yeah. Okay. Uh, two attacks, demoralize, and basically raise shield. Okay. True. And Lyra is going to. Let's see here. Cast mm. Fireball. Now she is going to uh, try and cast a nice little acid arrow at him, I think. See if he can burn through that bravado of his. So, with that. Let's see here. It's going to be a spell attack roll, I think. Yes. Which is going to be. Ah, God fucking damn it. That's, um, that's not going to be enough. As from her staff, she once again begins to coalesce this thin green arrow dripping with acid she then throws it at him and as it courses through he just gets his rapier out and pierces the arrow in mid-air like splattering himself with a little bit of acid here and there but nothing to actually do any real damage i'm afraid and lyra also goes damn it oh fuck we have company as she takes uh, her last action to take a couple of steps away from the door right over there. As you now also begin to hear the clattering of metal boots on stonework. As the shout of Dante uh, towards the guards now begins to uh, come in effect. So as this all was going on, we had for now only these two guards that got all the way down over here. And Tarush, your your plan certainly has worked because you can hear the <laughs> What the hell is this? <coughs> and different gagging and gurgling sounds as both of them failed their fortitude save and they are now sickened uh, by what has transpired here. Nice. So we will add them to the initiative order. At 20. Alright. At which point Jack is having his turn. Jack is gonna uh, cast fear. Well, is he, can you see the guy? Um, right now, does, does fear only have to have like a visual target? I think so. I haven't checked what the targeting was again, but let me just check. Uh, fear. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if I spell it with double F, that's not gonna work. Here. Uh yeah. what one creature? It just it just says one creature. Okay. Then in that case, uh, I will say that because like Jack can lean to the side a little bit and he's combating them in the doorway, Jack has enough of a line of sight for uh, DC 19 will save then. DC 19 will save. Let's see here. Alright. That is going to be a 23 on his will save. That is a, a success. That means frightened one now. Alright. Um, 
yada. No, I didn't give him that feat. I was thinking of it, making like that one feat because he is good at demoralizing him. Uh, mm -hmm. Other people, you have this feat that if you get demoralized or you get feared, that it all always is one less. But yeah. I ended up not giving him that feat, so he is frightened one. And uh, Jack, uh, does have Jack use? It, does he have to use an action to command his uh, summoned animal? Uh, yes. Then Jack okay, uses so... one action, and then the animal gets two actions. Okay, well that's what he does. Very well. So the boar gonna attack twice for twenty-six. Twenty-six hits again. Yeah, let's see, 2 plus 6, 8, uh, again 12 damage, oh, no, this oh, time 12 damage, and the second attack is on uh, uh, 10, so that's not enough. But way to go boar though. Did you yeah, take your first fierce attack into account? That was, that was, that wasn't a fierce attack, I don't have a fierce attack, right? Crowan has a fierce attack, but not, I'm uh, oh, right now. sorry, my bad, my bad, yeah. I'm mixing yeah, up. Patch, yeah. Shame on you. So as Dante is still standing there, this one boar just begins <laughs> gore the shit out of it, and Dante just goes, the fuck is with this animal? God damn it! <laughs> Having more of a hassle with it than with the rest of you as of this time. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> He's a tank. The boar's a tank. The boar is the MVP today. Yeah. As the boar is keeping true. Dante away from you for now, you are still heavily wounded. What do you do? I am going to use Inner Radiance Torrent, which is going to... Uh, Sounds like an anime. Fire a storm of balls and beams on his balls and beams? face. Balls and beams in his face. Uh, it's a <laughs> line of 60 feet. Anyone else right. have like the weirdest boner right now? No. Yes. This is so cute. Same. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm go going to uh, hit the boar as well again, but okay. you know, that's something. Uh, you have to make a basic reflex. Okay, so for um, for both of them then. Thirteen for the boar. Okay, so uh, because you are uh, frightened of uh, Dante right now, he gets a plus one circumstance bonus. Uh, to his save, mm -hmm. due to his terrifying resistance feat, um, which is going to bring him all the way up to a 30. 30? 30 on his reflex. Your reflex is where he's good at. God. Wait. But it's a basic reflex. I'm not sure how that works with a So if it's a critical, if it, then, then he takes no damage, I'm afraid. Oh. And the the the, the jellyfish? Oh, the jellyfish? The jellyfish is fucked with a ah. uh, uh, 14 on a save. 14? Yep. Oh, that's not a crit fail, that's too bad. Okay, but it will still have 4d4 uh, force damage. Alright. Okay, and ahead. also the boar, so I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Roll uh, those 4d4s. 44s damage. All the damage on the fucking jellyfish. I hate the jellyfish. Yeah. Fuck you, jellyfish. Honestly, before this campaign, I had like this odd fear of jellyfish. Now I hate them. <laughs> now it makes sense. Now you have a burning uh, <laughs> rage against jellyfish. Uh, it's uh, 13. 13. 13. All right. 13. Okay. 13 points of damage to both the jellyfish and the boar. Yeah. Yes. But Dante himself can just dodge out of the way as this torrent of force 
blast through it, and the jellyfish that was just like, as if a hefty wave has just like crashed into it and sends it tumbling throughout the chamber. Okay. But it's yeah, still, um, after it does so, it still whoop, 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 floats upright and is still alive. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I hate him as well. Uh, and then I'm going to use... Oh, frick. You know when Crystal hates something, it's like... Really hateable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons use... I love her, I hate everything, she only hates what deserves to be hated. Yeah, I wish I could be more eloquent about it, but it's just hateable. <laughs> Freak him. Um, I'm going to use Concordian Choir. Because okay. I can use that in verbal, and that's only one action. I'm sorry, what? Concor choir. Concordant choir. Concordant choir. Concordant choir. Uh, and you you have to make a basic fortitude, and it's also again against Dante, because I know I hate okay. But like, is it a spell? I'm sorry, I'm confused. Yeah, it's yes. a spell. Oh, nice. So that is a, uh, a 20 on his save. I shouldn't have hit him. No, I, yeah, he makes it. But I, I still get to roll my D1. D1? D4. <laughs> roll D1. One. Oh. Surprise! Uh, no, it's, it's a two, actually. So, okay. you know, I got that magic for me. So he takes one point of damage? Or. Because what happens? Yeah, one. What, the, what does Concordant Choir do? Uh, it unleashes a dangerous con con consonance. I'm really good at this. Reverberating sound. So I'm basically screeching, mowing, eh. Fuck off! <laughs> and yeah. then he has a little bit of damage done to him. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. I just want him to know that I don't like him. Yeah. He does. He does understand it quite clearly. Good. Good. I'm just shouting, eh. Eh. <laughs> right, cool. Yo, wait, 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 wait! Wait. What? Wait. wait. Oh no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm just shouting. Like, wait, 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 wait. No. I was like, maybe it hits more, but it doesn't. No, it's Okay. Wanted. You should play go. a bard <laughs> and be <laughs> like. I'm gonna try it again. That is, uh, I have a fierce attack. So that's a plus 15 on the die. And it's a 31. Uh, minus one, 30. 30. All right. Yeah. So with that, uh, that does uh, substitute a uh, normal hit. So oh, you can go ahead and uh, roll damage on that beautiful. That's a normal. Hit. That's not a crit. No, no, no. He's uh, he's frightened one, right? Uh, he is. He is, and it's still a normal hit. Ah! Keep on trying, Vincent. You can do it. Uh, five, one. There's uh, ten damage. Yeah, ten points of damage. Not so lethal again. Alright, so once again, as he is still standing there, weapons at the ready, the fierce attack now pulses through your arm, and this time your sap, whack, hits him square across the jaw once again. He needs to take a couple of steps to get back into position, but another hefty blow has been dealt to Dante. Okay, and then I have two movements, uh, two actions left, right, from, from Haze? Mm-hmm. Uh, within those two actions, can I just use the other door to op to go uh, behind the, the Dante? Uh, I mean, you you just want to wait. You only did one action to attack, right? So you have three yeah. actions left right now. I'm sure, I have three actions left. So yeah. yeah. Sure. How many actions does it take to get behind him? Uh, let's see here. If you would need to walk, that would be right over here. Fifteen feet. 
Like it would be two actions to. Uh, I'll give you opening the door as a as a free action, so you have to uh, use two actions to run all the way to the other side, and then you okay, would have so one action. Use, I could have done that earlier, but maybe that would have. Ah, he, already, he was already dazed. Okay, as and you, then I'm gonna use my last action to strike him again. As you walk away, however, he does get an attack of opportunity against you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use my feet nimble dodge to try and avoid that attack. That gives me a plus two uh, uh, avoidance. You AC. can, uh, you oh. can uh, say when you want to use that, though. So after you hear the number that I say, then you can choose to use your reaction. It was when I was targeted, but okay, go ahead. Um, that is going to be a 27 hit. Use it! Yeah, it doesn't matter. No. Right. So you take. Uh, well, as you it, it run does away matter from him. for a crit, though. Woo! Damn. I mean, is, is 27 a critical hit? No, it's not a crit. Ah, okay. Okay. So, uh, however, I did roll high on my die, so that is going to be. Um, math 16 points of piercing damage. 16 points. I'm going to make it 13 with my bracers. All right. And that's it. And I, I still have an attack. Okay. Yes. My score. Ah! No, that's not gonna hit. That is, uh, let's see, that is a uh, 15. All right. So as you take a couple of steps away, he lunges towards you with his rapier and catches you on the backside. And as you can feel the like warm blood begin to pour through at you, in your hasted action, run all the way to the other side to come in with the sap once again, and as you jump towards him, he just catches your arm on the parrying dagger and pushes it away once again. Yeah. As Tarush, you are the one that is having a turn now. Oh wait, uh, I'm gonna... No, I, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good. You didn't have any actions left, so I'm not sure... No, no I was thinking maybe I wanted to flake with something else than the boar and with uh, Edge at... at but the boar is doing more damage. If you, I, w I would say, if you would go to the other square, then you would have problems with cover because he would uh, be like, so, standing yeah, in so the door and you would have to attack. Let us not. Yeah. yeah. All right. Narrow spaces. Combat difficult. Yeah. Tarush, take us home. So Tarush, he is going to take a little bit. He's going to try and what's the word? He's going to try and anticipate the adversity we will be facing. So he uses one, maybe two actions to go here. As he simply lets himself slide downwards. He runs into the room where we were. He runs back into the semi-alchemical lab, the antechamber leading towards the bedroom and the central chamber that the rest of the party is in and he slides downwards and lets himself fall backwards against one of the cupboards mm. and he lies there he sits there and he spends his remaining action preparing himself to utterly deceive and lie to whichever guard might enter all right and so that, what i'm planning what I'm planning is I'm 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 next to this cupboard, right? And my mm -hmm. idea is I'm gonna I'm gonna point them towards the bedroom, and the next guards that go into that I'm gonna like toss over the cupboard that I'm leaning against and block the door. That's kind of what I want to go for, but yeah. All right. So for the sake of this, 
um, because you are already like preparing yourself to do some good things, like you are trying to like uh, put yourself right over there, you can aid yourself for the subsequent turn. I will say. Perfect. So go ahead and already make a deception check to see if you like you can get in the right position so things will go easier next time around. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. All right. So uh, make a nice little note for yourself because this will uh, will carry over to next week that you have a plus one on your deception to do Perfect. whatever dastardly deeds you see fit. Perfect. So. So Tarus is lying there, he's gonna be like, Woe doth me! And he's preparing himself for the role that awaits him. That's, that's, that's the worst old English I have ever heard. <laughs> he's like, Charlie, to be or not to woe doth me. It's just woe me. It's just woe me. <laughs> or woe be me, but not woe doth me. Then you absolutely do not understand what the word doth means. He's like, what doth life? <laughs> It doth suffering. Stop it doth poopy smokery suffering. Charlie, please, please. Charlie, your turn is over. You are no longer allowed to speak. As we get back to the top of the initiative, Dante still invigorated, his dirty blonde hair now hanging over one of his eyes with his rapier and his knife in his hands the different dark sparkles of the haste spell bestowed upon him by the dark shepherd himself. He takes a look. After demoralizing another person, having granted him panache once again, and as he gazes after being assailed by Crowen towards the boar and Olam, still fearfully looking in your eyes, Olam, he just says, I would have thought you would have learned to step out of the way as he is going True. to use another impaling finisher to literally finish you off. And that's where we'll end today's session. Yeah. Wait, was I muted no. all this time? God damn Go it. Go fuck yourself, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's really difficult to pay attention when it's not all about you, but could you maybe try? You know, to I was just... trying. I was trying to do an outro, and you were like, me, 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 me. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. No, awesome. it wasn't. It was ugly what you did, Charlie. It was ugly. Yeah, well, at least, at least it's Mama's Day, and I was remembering your mom. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot to call my mom. Oh, I guess we Mother's Day. Trish is dead. Like you don't know it yet, but Trish is dead. <laughs> nice. I love the way you talk dirty. Be so happy. <laughs> Please bring back Acadia. Well, Edge, Tarusha. at least Tarush has a mom. <laughs> Probably even wait. more emotionally involved than Tarush's mom. <laughs> so at least, at least a little bit more passionate, I think. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, yeah. Too bad, too bad that we didn't get any uh, uh, moments to to get deeper into that sort of uh, niceties. But uh, don't you worry, Munra, your uh, Lama points will not go unspent. And um, I hope you tune in next week to see how Edge can have a beautiful conversation with him about all of this nice things. Yeah, exciting. Dude, nice episode. I like this sandbox gameplay. You literally had a sandbox, namely this island, and just go nuts. And you did. You did go nuts. We did. Not even that nuts. We could have oh, gone a lot nutser. Well, went good. Went good. That's I mean, sick. if Charlie was a video play, game, so... everybody would be dead by now. You know? I'm sorry? Nobody will notice if there's nobody to notice. What did Crystal say? Nothing. 
nothing. Honestly, I, I took a serious backseat in the last encounter. I was like, I'm gonna like provide a stinky smoke screen for the rest of the party so that y'all can do your shit. I'm really okay. I like the you heard the word poop and was like, oh, I guess I'm going to blow this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's just like, you know how, you know how if you want to kill noblemen, you lead him to an inn and you have manure. You have like a load of manure piled up below the inn and you blow it up. Right. I really you feel wouldn't, like this you is wouldn't keep that below game. the inn. You would keep that several yards away from the inn. Not if you want to assassinate tank. someone, though. That's the point. But, you put the manure below the inn. So, like, no, but for safety and hygiene and health reasons, you keep the manure in a septic tank several yards away from We're the inn. We're talking medieval. Yes. Oh. Even in medieval times, they knew that being surrounded by shit was a bad idea, Charles. That's my point, Ave. You're not getting me. You're just You're not, not getting, getting me. Anything, can, I, can, sweetie. I, can I go home now? Yes. Yeah. No. You are home. You're We're all home. <laughs> and listen to us, Bicker. Listen to you guys, Bicker. That's, that's what I've been doing for the last, like, I don't know. How long have we been playing? Since wait, wait, wait. wait. Voucher doesn't get to leave until we stop arguing. So we I better find a new tar topic Who's to the argue Speaking about. Of, Who's the I'm tank? The tank. <laughs> no, I'm the tank. I'm the tank. Okay, the I'm tank may not do a lot of damage, but the tank takes a lot of damage. I took a lot of damage. Yeah, because you know, I'm the tank. Also, so you look still alive. Yes, also, you are. You're these... amazing. Edge is incredibly I'm proud of you. Energy monster is following yeah. us. Yay! No, 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 no. Just, not just one. It's like 17 energy monsters are following us. This has been going on for. So I, I'm I not have, sure I what this so is, but it doesn't, like, <laughs> it doesn't look all that kosher because they're all energy monster and then three numbers and a letter. I'll take so, it. Uh, who bought? Who bought followers? Who of you bought us followers? Is all energy uh, made that? I don't know. There's a hashtag on the hate French, hate. in the like, French language. So there, followers. I have no idea. Yeah, no, there's like two hashtag hate raids, but I oh think my we god, yeah, right. it's, it's just keeping going. It, it just keeps going. Yeah, we have like there's I have so no many idea of them. It's followers. <laughs> What's, what's happening? Where are we? I don't see anything. Well, yeah, you have to do something. <laughs> They're fake. Uh... So, as, as all of you have been bickering to me for way too long again, <laughs> and we have to figure out how we can get rid of all these energy monsters without having to drink them, we will yeah. end today's oh, session. I get it now. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, finally, Thank eh? God I'm pretty. <laughs> At least you're pretty. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, exactly. just shut the fuck up. Guys, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. My game. My rules. Happy shut Mother's up. Day, Daddy. Happy Mother's Day. And, Go uh, bigger somewhere else. Because oh, right now, so many followers. Because right now, we are off. Thank you so much for watching and participating in the stream. I hate these people so much. Next week we'll be back with more. No, you don't. Stuff. You love us. And new. Shut up. Dark new different ways it? for you to buy story. 
that like hopefully is cat. better than what they are doing right now. I love okay. that he's just ignoring us now. Slow bar. I'm. I'm. And I'm we are all climbing. Three, two, motherfucking one. Bye. <laughs>